Barry, uh, Hollywood Stock Exchange, what is your best advice? Uh, the best advice is to well, look at the forums because sometimes they'll they'll tell you what to invest in there, and it's good advice. It, it's real easy to make a lot of money on, on the stuff that they say. Hey, Quote, this unquote, is a lot of money. A lot of fake money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there's a good film like Dungeons and Dragons, things like that, uh, buy the opening weekend stuff, buy the call if you know it's going to be good, and max it out. It's easy money, you know? If a film that's been advertised and never really hits theaters or goes straight to video or it's absolute shit, uh, short it. Short it hard. And then when it delists at like zero, you're going to make money. It's not hard. It's just you got to pay attention and log in every few days. Yeah. It's fun. See, I, I don't go so attentive to it. I just buy stocks of movies I know are going to do well or just ones that want to do well whether or not they make it I just kind of <clears> want to show a weird See, form of support that's why I can't do that kind of thing because my emotional uh, yearnings will always interfere with my judgment sure I, I bought Dungeons <laughs> Dragons when it came out but I sold it a ways ago and based on what it's doing right now I'm kind of glad I did yeah, it's kind of flagging. Yeah. It, it, it's but most, reached its peak already. you got to yeah. sell before it starts to drop. And, and that's another tip that I would have if you're doing Hollywood Stock Exchange. If uh, most movies kind of peak before their release. Oh, yeah. So ah. they hit IPO, and they announced IPO <clears throat> way early. You buy in cheap, and you sit on it. And that's the hard part because it'll go up and down a little bit. It'll rise, and then that one giant peak, you got to sell at it and before it, before it starts to drop and, and, and normalize. Before people realize, hey, this movie's coming out. I better buy some. Or, mm, I'm going to bet against it just to try. One thing, my, my biggest tip, short Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that sentence works on all, all levels. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't <clears throat> it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. What, what is your big tip for uh, uh, Hollywood Stock Exchange? My um, is just uh, uh, buy stuff you like. Stuff you're interested in, stuff you care about. There's a lot of shit that gets uh, released on there that I'm like, well, what is this? And I don't care. Uh, so what keeps me interested is it, one, it helps me pay attention for this show as to, like, I know that something's happened in a movie. If all of a sudden it goes up $5 or down $5, then I know to look into the news onto what's happening in that film. So there's movies that I pay attention to on that for this show. To say that, okay, I know that some movements happened on this big project. Buy Marvel movies. Oh, no yeah. No one ever lost money on a Marvel movie. Not hands down. No, yeah. Hands down. And, and if you know someone's going to be cast or someone was just cast in something and it's going to be huge, buy that. Huge. And, and another huge. Pe huge. And another piece, of, huge. piece of advice, uh, Star Wars stocks aren't as stable as they used to be. Oh, they're really not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Man. Uh, but it's still fun. It's it's something DeLorean. I just log on every now and then. And uh, for Geek Shock listeners, we still have the Geek Shock uh, group that you can always join. It's The game itself is free. It's an online thing that you can play. You just play as much as you want or as little as you want. Uh, but uh, it's been around for ages. God, I played it like in 99, I think. Oh, yeah. I had an account. Wow. I tried to remember what it was. Pfft, that's gone now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I played it way back when. And I just got bored. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything. I don't know anybody. But now I have like a bunch of people to say, ha ha, I have more fake money than you. <laughs> so that <laughs> comes down to, and that's all Barry really wants in life. All I ever really want to do in games is, is uh, show up Torgo. 
I played Minecraft just so I could poo-poo on all his creations, which wasn't very difficult because all his creations were poo-poo. That's true. I, I thought I, you all, all you ever wanted was fake bragging rights. What do you think that is? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I just want to beat Torgo at every game. That's ah. it. Uh, what, well, what are you, what, are you going to play something new anytime soon? Weird flex, but okay. Uh, play, play something new as far as... <laughs> is, there, is there any other game that I can whoop your ass at? Oh, wow. there There's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we'll get into that later. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 680. I am Master Torgo. 680s, Jeff. <laughs> nice. Commander K. And Vlarg. And we're here to talk week and geek. <laughs> Yeah, we're the... I was told you're not allowed to have the and, even when she's not here. And oh. screw that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did, did that rule officially come down? I don't, I don't know. Rule at all. But oh. she does seem pretty incessant. Okay. Uh, insistent, rather. She, uh, that, Jeff's, uh, Jeff's just called her incessant. I don't think that's a good uh, Insistent good on the fact that Barry doesn't get the and. <laughs> well, uh, if she were here, I wouldn't take the and. Ah. She is not here. She's busy working. Ah, yes. So... Work, so I'm I'm covering the and for her. I'm taking care of it. <laughs> it's cradling babys- it, babys- babysitting it, babysitting the and. Yes, uh, we have recorded the first episode of our live play series of King's Dilemma. Uh, there's been some tragedy in my family, so I haven't been able to edit it. But uh, Kofi members, that should be up uh, hopefully within the week. So many bad accents. Oh, oh yes. And uh, that will be an ongoing series. We're we're projecting that will be a fifteen to twenty episode series of bad accents. Uh, and uh, each episode will probably be between uh, one and a half to two hours long. So oh, it's it's accents. a massive series. Of bad accents uh, and jagoffs. Uh, one thing we decided to do, though, is we are going to release episode zero. Uh, that is just something that I threw together that tells a little bit about how the game is played and sets the backstory for the whole world. If you're not familiar with King's Dilemma, it is a storytelling game of sorts where each one of us represents our own houses with our own uh, goals for those houses. Uh, but we are also telling this intricate fantasy story about this kingdom and what happens to this kingdom is based on dilemma cards that we vote on and then the horrible things happen to the kingdom because of our terrible votes so we did episode one but episode zero uh will tell you about that world and so i highly recommend that all kofi members and now uh, all of our regular listeners if you're curious about what this game is uh, be watching for that you know the game reminds me of uh, there's this video game, is it Yes My Liege or something like that? I, I forget the exact name of it, where you're just a king and people come up to you and they ask you like questions and you say yes or no to them, and it affects the kingdom. It's not like King's Dilemma. It's very much a little pixel game, and uh, what the hell is the name of it? It's just a good game. It's a it's a it's an easy easy game to play like on your phone okay and it's just it's saying yes or no to people as they come up oh would you like to feed the peasants yes or no would you like to go to war with so-and-so yes or no and shit happens it sounds like a very basic version it's of this. a very basic version of that game and i like it a lot and i can't remember the name of it i'm gonna search for it i played it a little bit later all right okay <laughs> so that being said what geeky things you do this week uh we'll go to you know what we're gonna start with jeff we haven't seen jeff okay. for a while yeah uh I, your your geeky level on this one might be different from mine. Oh, so it's a Commander K story. I, I went to a baseball game this weekend. 
Why are you looking at me? It was a spring training baseball game. Oh, you Uh, you had fun. Colorado Rockies versus my Kansas City Royals. Um, Torgo can attest to this. I have some really interesting things that occur during baseball games. True. Uh, I think I've told the story before on the uh, the podcast about uh, our experience at a baseball game in San Diego before Comic-Con one year. Oh, yes. Mm. The the great uh, Trevor time. Yes. When the relief pitcher came in and gave away the game. That was amazing. It, it was amazing. <laughs> it literally was like if Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn had come in at the very end and just blew it. It it would be that, that tragic ending that you don't typically get in American cinema. I would watch that movie. I, I, I would watch I did, it too. I did watch that movie. I would, I would write yeah. that movie, God damn it. Uh, anyway, so I went to a baseball game this weekend. When I took... The time off to go to this game, the forecast was clear skies and sunny. There we go. Here, I see where this is going. When I woke up that morning, I'm like, why is it so cloudy? Get to the ballpark. It's cloudy and cool. But hey, I've got a jacket on. No big deal. There's a cool breeze blowing across the whole game. Jeff, you are a cool breeze. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, rain was not in the forecast. But in the third <laughs> inning, the top of the third inning, it starts misting. So this is your fault. I guess so. By the by the top of the fourth, it's it's full on rain. It's full on rain. And we're just kind of sitting there going, Well, do we get up and go under the, the covered area or do we stay here in our seats and continue to watch the game? The decision was made for us because suddenly the Royals are down seven runs to nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go get some food, maybe some beers or something. <laughs> so we go up into the covered area. We're kind of watching. And then uh, uh, basically we get to the, the, the fifth inning and they go into the rain delay. Uh, rain delay in Las Vegas. That's yeah, amazing. I know. That's exactly. I, I've never been to a baseball game where they had a rain delay here in Vegas. And I've been to several baseball games here in Vegas because we have the the local AAA team called the Aviators. Uh, <laughs> They're the Aviators now. They they, are. they start they they, they came of, back out and played about, about uh, another half inning and then they called it in the sixth inning. Mercy uh, rule. Just <laughs> they just they well twenty eight well, to nothing at that point. You just yeah. Say I guess no. according to MLB rules, once you hit five innings, that's considered a complete game. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. if weather or anything else is causing havoc you good can, enough you can call it yeah it's like it's exactly it's like eh, good enough <laughs> so we're sitting there waiting the rain delay thing is up on the board we're kind of you know my buddies and i were just chatting because uh you know the idea of being at a baseball game is still fun and then they called the game so <laughs> the game started at 110 we're leaving the ballpark at like 230 whoa i took the day off to go to this baseball game and it just and i i wasn't even mad it was literally it was just like you know what i can't help but just laugh because you know go through the trouble of taking off taking the day off getting the tickets they were they were not bad they were pretty relatively uh cheap tickets and i'm like yeah i'm gonna get to see a you know it's a spring training game but it's still it's it's a it's a major league baseball game and to get there and not really get to see much of a game. So but yeah, it, it was it was it was enjoyable the idea of going to the game, even though the weather was not cooperative. But uh, as a bonus, uh Darren, friend of the show, uh 
his buddy works uh, in the press booth. So while we were waiting to see if they were going to restart the game, he gave us a tour of the stadium, uh, including the, the press area, the, the suites that you can um, book to go uh, watch the games in and stuff. Uh, How nice. So that was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. And it's a beautiful stadium. I didn't even know it was that good. Because uh, uh, I've been there, but I've always just been in the stands. I didn't really see how much is available to you if you wanted to kick up to the higher tiers of tickets. But I always just usually get the you know, the $20, $25 tickets when I go to the uh, game. How much still, does a suite cost, you know? That's an excellent question. I didn't get a chance okay. to, to find out because it, it varies based on the game or whatever yeah. event. Um, is it the I aviators or the royals? Yeah. <laughs> or if well, there's a concert. Well, by the sound of things, sounds like the aviators going to cost more than the royals. Well, <laughs> they they do have concerts in there too, so you can book out a suite for a concert. Ah. So that's it's uh, it's different. But did actually get also told that if I ever want to go to a game, he can get us in for free. And <laughs> whether whether that uh, you know whether that is on the the suite level because there's kind of an open suite area with a bar and a little restaurant. And then kind of open seating, and then they have the actual private suite. So, anyway, it was cool. It's a lot of fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I did is I got to go see Shazam: Fury of the Gods today. I have to say I do not know where all this review hate is coming from. Oh, really? I really, really enjoyed the film. It's a lot of fun. It's very much in the same vein or even the same feel as the first film. I enjoyed the first. I I just, I literally don't, I, I've read a couple of these reviews since I saw the film, and I just, I don't know what movie they were watching, to be honest. Uh, one of the reviews I read said, it's like, it's, it's, when did this turn into a comedy? You know, it's, I'm like, the first one was a comedy. Yeah, exactly. Comedy. The character's ridiculous. But it's like, it's like, it's just one joke after another, and I'm sitting there going, the character of Billy Batson is ridiculous, an insecure character, and compensates through the witty quips, the you know the, that that way of kind of covering up the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing, and it's perfectly acceptable for that character's behavior. But this person that that wrote this review was just going on and was like. It's just one stupid line after another. They're trying to make it a comedy. Why can't we have a serious DC film? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, and I'm sitting <laughs> here going, I'm like, uh, I'm like, this sounds more like a fanboy review than an actual review. And I swear to God, it was on something uh, like comicbook.com or one of one of the more legitimate sites. I, I'm I'm at okay. this point forgetting. You sure, it wasn't site. Cosmic Book. Com yes, <laughs> I hate that site so much. Yeah. Cosmic Book. Yeah. yeah. But well, there anyway. are there are some man baby fanboys that write for comicbook.com. You, you know, you're right. That that does happen. But honestly, I really really enjoyed the film. I highly recommend going and check it out. There are two post credit scenes, one mid credits, one post credits. Stick around for that. But yeah, I'm at this point. I'm gonna say. Any of these negative reviews, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Just go see this. If you liked the first film, go see this film. You will enjoy it. That's so. probably the best way to do it is, yeah. you know, if relate it to the first one and mm -hmm. then they know. Yeah. I just, like I said, I don't know where this all this hate's coming from. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I, I, 
I liked Helen Mirren's performance, even though, you know, she's playing a villain. Yeah. I'm not used to her playing a villain as much anymore because she tends to be more in that hero or hero adjacent yeah. style yeah. character well, the, now. The, the, she was but a surprise like, in red. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's great in red. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing is like that kind of in red in both the first one and the sequel, she looks like she's just having fun. Yeah. And that's how it appeared in this film as well. Like right. she's just enjoying it. She's Somebody en- enjoying said life. They really enjoyed it because they love watching Helen Mirren kick ass and then mm-hmm. get her ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that's my advice. If you like the right. first one, definitely go see this one. And that's all I, I got. I like hearing that, Jeff. That makes my heart flutter because that's all I've heard. I've heard just how disappointing this is. And now I also get it not being so popular. Now that they're going in a different direction with DC, this sure. is kind of the kind of the leftovers of the old guard. Uh, so I can understand people not wanting to see it for that reason. I yeah, but. It does seem like a lot of those voices are the ones that they're not willing to let James Gunn yeah. have his day in court, yeah. if you will. Yeah. You know, Let him put something out before you start judging where they're going with the DC universe. Sure. That's not what I'm saying. That's our own category. Oh, sure. I'm saying that DC is in this nebulous no man's land. Oh, okay, yeah. Where the movies that are coming out right now aren't going to affect the movies going forward and aren't going to continue the stories of the ones going earlier, except for Shazam's kind of its own pocket thing, I guess. Yeah, and and he did say in one of, in that video presentation that you're going to have films that are kind of Elseworld-ish, you know, they're, they're their own thing. Sure. And that the Flash movie will kind of tie it all together and more or less reset the universe, but you'll still have these other stories. So, And looking at the news articles today, I did see an interesting article saying that uh, I guess Tom Cruise saw the Flash movie and mm-hmm. called up the director just gushing about it. I don't wow. know how much cachet Tom Cruise has in your life, but I found that an interesting he, he, he what? Gushed about it. Just thought he, it was amazing. He gushed about it. Yeah. Wow. So That's enough cool. to call up the director to tell him so. Wow. Wow. So, Goodness, so that's a uh, makes me feel good about this flash. And I'm glad I'm not Tom Cruise with the ability to just call a director and tell him what I think of a film. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be good for anybody. No, that wouldn't. Yeah. Let's call up Uwe Boll right now. Oh, actually, tell he, him what we think. Actually, he might take your call. Uh, no, yeah, he'd take your call. <laughs> he and, might try to fight and he me. Would, he, <laughs> yeah. he'd be like, "Your your anger makes me stronger." <laughs> Jeff, anything else you do? What is he, Darth Vader? Uh, <laughs> That's that's really all I wanted to talk about. Watch this movie. Those two, yeah. All right, Jeff. I'm about to unlock a treasure chest. I'm about to open up a big kettle of dungeon fish. Okay. Uh, Barry, what did you do this week? And this is going to open it up to Kirsten as well. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Barry was like, I maybe. Oh, okay. Okay, Well, one of the things I I did was uh, we went to see a movie. Yeah, you want you want to you want to say that without the cigarette dangling out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm enjoying a candy cigarette. Uh, surprise, surprise! And you sound like I think I sound like a cigarette. <laughs> well, I'm 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 you know it's appropriate that I'm also holding an uh, an issue of cigar aficionado that some fuck <laughs> got. Subscribe to a but but the subscription says Vlarg sucks, S U X. 
I love it. I'm going to enjoy this. Do they have candy cigarette aficionado? Because I think you missed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could Photoshop creative there you go. The candy there's cigarette a, aficionado. Well, th- there's another sticker. <laughs> candy there's, cigarette yep, there's aficionado. A sticker. There's your sticker. Where's Deb to write this down? <laughs> I will write it down. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Somebody text Deb. No, uh, Amazon. Pro- Hold on. <laughs> there, I finished my cigarette. <laughs> Is that what you're finishing? No. Wow, they, he's got a tiny white thing in his mouth, and he's going glark glob glob. <laughs> you're totally across the table from me. Dude. <laughs> we call that Tuesday. <laughs> we went to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie early because Amazon Prime uh, allowed uh, all subscribers to buy tickets for the 2 p.m. showing. Yeah. And uh, so we went to the non-cool galaxy theaters. They, they went to like an old school theater where Ugh. the seats don't go back and everyone's all crunched up. <laughs> And tiny I, tight seats. And we got you in tiny tight seats. Even Deb and I, who, you know, we're like five seven. We're nothing. And we're we're even crunched up yeah, in these things. Yeah. So I don't miss those. But uh, and the theater and the screen was dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The dirty yes. screen so, that cranked the sound. The, the, way the up. movie opens up with a snowscape. Which the, and you, I have to know which theater did you go we to? We went to the Samstown. Oh my God! Yeah. That was your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it was close by. We didn't yeah. Care. I, well, it was funny because I was like, "Samstown, really?" And he's like, "It's close by." And I'm like, uh, "And I wanted food after." So, uh, so. but yeah, it opens in a sn- and it was really funny too because it opens in a snowscape, so you get this outline of this dirt and smear and shit on the screen, and then a I'm cave like, Is this a porn theater? or something kind of shows up in the background, and it's perfectly in the smear. So for a minute, I'm like. Oh no! This is a really cool cinematic. No, 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 it's, no it's dirty. Fucking smear. <laughs> <laughs> it's an okra jelly right there. Yeah. Oh, dude! So many Easter eggs for people who like D and D. Every couple seconds, I was like, I know what that is. I know dude, what they're talking they about. They did wonderful, wonderful little riffs. It. Um. I was very surprised because you know we have like a year or two's worth of me agonizing over every time they did an interview, and I'm just like in pain. Yeah. Uh. And uh, no, they did a as as the more I think about it, the more I liked it because I came out of it like man, it was good. I enjoyed it, but the more I think about it, the more I like. There's same one bit. This is not. This is not spoilery. No, no, we're not spoiling anything. But I. It, <laughs> They, uh, you know, from the trailers that there are these big games going on, and they're talking about that, and the city is all in festival and stuff. And there's a scene when three of them, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, and uh, uh, Justin, Justice, what's his name, who's apparently big. I don't know. Everybody talks about him as like, oh, he's doing his thing, and the sorcerer, and, and, and I'm old. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So they're all sitting there, dude. They're eating smoked turkey legs and i'm like holy fucking shit they're even riffing on ren fairs yep <laughs> magnificent that i was just like oh and the bit where he's dancing and down the the the, the walkway playing the lute that leads into a hilarious bit that you don't see coming that oh i was pissed my pants oh that was that was just so it i yeah and what? for the geeks who, you know, comprise most of our audience, I would assume. Um, yes, 
Uh, I, we saw it with Major Matt, and we were counting the spells yeah. <laughs> in the end. Because, okay, obvi- you know, this is no surprise. There's a big fight with a wizard, and we were counting the spells the wizard was firing off. Like, okay, do they have that many spell slots where they would have yeah. this? And, and all the spells were, were legit spells. Little, they're a little wonky here and there, but you know what? I'm okay with it. It was Barry was okay with I'm it. I'm okay wow. with it. Barry that, gives it a pass. That's the blurb. So Barry yeah, was Barry okay with it. Yes. <laughs> Barry yeah. was in full GM mode going. Yeah. This is how GM I would have done it. This is yeah. how I would have done it. No, okay. that's not how that spell works. You know what? Fine. Owl bear? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Because yeah. <laughs> you were pissed about it. I when was that, a little pissed. When that trailer came out, it, you're like, what it, is this fucking owl bear <laughs> shit? I remember that because vividly. you don't get wild shape into monstrous forms, but then they change the rules, so it's like you know what? Fine, I get it, and I understand why because it's cool. A little bit of rule of cool, I I, I get it. And same thing with the uh, the sorcerer blocking the fireball with that shield thing. They they, right. they wrote it into like the character sheets they gave the characters in well, D D Beyond. I still think it's they, a little bit of bullshit, they, but it's okay. They played with it because when you look at those character sheets, uh, you found them on Screen Rant. Um, I don't I know think somewhere, they, but they basically statted them. They kind of statted them like NPCs rather than player classes, characters. Yeah. So that's that's how you that's how they sort of dodge some shit. But Screen, they, Screen but, Rant was where the review that I was talking about earlier was on. That's the one I couldn't remember. Screen oh, okay. Rant had that that terrible Shazam review. But I yeah. was yeah. counting the spells. Oh. I was like, oh no, there's a ninth ninth level spell. There's another one. Oh, that 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 right there is an eighth. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's funny afterward. Uh, Deb was actually like, what were you two doing with the fingers? <laughs> we're counting spells. They're, they're like holding up fingers to each other, counting spells. And this this level, this number. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. But dude, do dude it. when they did, in the very, very beginning, Chris Pine is telling a story. And it's basically exposition, right? But he he's doing it in such a way he he's asking about a certain character and he actually says, "Well, no, it, it, I just I'm asking because he's integral to my backstory." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh God, okay, all right, this isn't this is actually not bad. I'm I'm kind of okay." And then the turkey legs, that was when I'm like, "All right, this is okay. This is fine." Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it was true to to D and D. Yes, that's impressive to be true to D and D, and then have some possible. Some proper satire. In yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they've they, made up for the previous D and D. Yeah, movie. they didn't laugh at playing D and D. They laughed with playing D and D. Yeah, okay. You know, it, it was like it wasn't Big Bang Theory, <laughs> where they laugh at the, the other blurb nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I fucking hate Big Bang Theory. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> no shit. So, so obviously a thumb. You, you've never said that on this program before. Not ever. Once. For the people who are ever. tuning in now. Hi, my name's Vlarg Barry. I don't like Big Bang Theory or Kirsten. <laughs> oh man, I was very happy. I was very pleasantly surprised, and they released the embargo, the PR embargo, early, which is a good sign. And this blitz, every day they're announcing another round of sneak peeks at theaters. So I think they're looking to generate buzz. One com- one reviewer, I actually posted on The Lair, this guy uh, is not Movie Bob, but this other guy, he said, Paramount knows what it's got, 
and is confident in it, which is very, very nice to hear. That's some poignant lines. Yeah. (laughs) So it's um, uh, the... I think it's I think it's going to do well. I'm actually kind of pleasantly surprised and I pleased. I hope so because yeah. if it's that good, I want more of it. And I haven't yeah, yeah. even seen it yet. I well, want more of it. It's, too. it's funny too because of course you know major meh. You got to have uh, Schlepp Rock and Eeyore, uh, uh, Love Child there, going. <laughs> well, you know the studio that made it folded, mm. so it's uh, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, dude, but. If this is a success for Paramount, someone Paramount will figure it out. Will yes, they they'll figure it out and make it work. And this this also you know for the people who are talking shit about a D and D TV series, this helps. This helps a lot. Are they are they they doing that? Yeah. Are they, is it going to be the same world? Something. I don't I, know. That we don't know, but they are making a D and D TV show. Yeah. Well, I Live certainly action. hope it's the same world. Joe Maganello is fucking dying to do a Dragonlance show oh, he, he's he's just uh he's just like chomping at the adamantine to uh, do it but uh i don't know who the hell I, we've talked about it before but i don't remember shit so yeah. but yeah this is it's a good sign if it works out ironic too coming right after ogl and you know one D announcement and all that shit everything hitting the wall uh so we'll see how things go but Chris Pine uh, is 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 charismatic. Chris Pine, Hugh Grant is great in Hugh it. Hugh Grant is 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 wonderful. Uh, one reviewer uh, phrased it perfectly. It's Michelle Rodriguez is more engaged than I've seen her in years. She looks like she's actually enjoying herself, and she's basically playing the straight man to Pine, and she's doing it on a very even level you know it's nothing overboard but it it she and pine work as a duo and the action sequences are really the action sequences are well done a very nice interpretation representation of the paladin and i we're not going to spoil anything but we will say that i really enjoy halflings (laughs) do you think it's Do you think she feels I more really engaged in this athletes. film because it's something different than she's done in a, a long time? Because Probably. I mean, I mean, there could be something said about fast fatigue. Well, um, th- there's all that. Of those actors have been essentially only doing that right. for like the last ten and, years, and and it's it's a different character, and she's doing more. Right. You know, uh, there are four essentially four protagonists, mm-hmm. and it's centered around Pine and her, really. So. I mean, it's unlike Fast where there's sure. two dozen stars right. and, you know, who knows what the fuck you get to do. I don't know. Yeah, and I know not... I, I mean, haven't even watched enough Fast and Furious to know where I, the fuck I don't, she is. I don't either. Yeah. Um, I'm not an actor, but I know... I mean, you guys could probably address this better than I. I, I know that several actors that I've seen talk about roles, even if it's a role that they enjoy or they enjoy their fellow actors on a series after a time if it goes on for a long time they get fatigued with it because right. you're basically only doing one thing and you're not and getting to branch off and if try other things if there's something else to it yeah right? harrison ford in the star wars sequels it was right. like i haven't i actually haven't seen he looks like he's having fun more fun than he's had doing a movie in a while 
Mm-hmm. You know, I remember because I was watching him in the sequels, and I put it up against Crystal Skull, mm. and I was just like, "Oh man, I, I think." God Almighty, Ford, he just needs to stop doing the action shit because it's just Crystal Skull. It was just like, ah. Oh. I was just like, I don't know. I guess it's over, mm. you know? And then I saw him in the sequels, and I'm like, oh, shit. No. I just started watching He's enjoying that. himself. Yeah, as you can say, on the same vein, I just started watching that show Shrinking um, where he plays uh, a side character. Mm-hmm. He does look like he's having a lot of fun with yeah. the role, though. And, and I've think, only seen like a couple episodes. I think he's found some kind of happy, maybe the pressures of, I don't know. I, well, you know, I think maybe he's just... I'll ask got, him the next time yeah, I see right? him. Right? I appreciate that. You know, right? But, well, you know... Yeah, maybe it's up. just because yeah. he's doing something different. Because, I mean, he I'll plays... I'll call him up and gush. He Do plays it. He, he plays <laughs> a psychiatrist it. in Shrinking. Yeah. And, that's a very different role than we've well, sure. seen him in before. And, you know, and other things going on, like the whole thing with Ki-Hui Kwan oh, at the Oscars. Uh, and, that and that just killed me watching everybody that Everybody just, yeah. So, eh, but anyway. Because that, that look of genuine joy on his face yeah. when he pointed at A Ki lot of people and, say and that. And then they came up and, and, and hugged as yeah. he's, you know, as the whole group is on the stage. It's mm-hmm. just like, wow. But but the the movie back to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, you don't have to know J- Dungeons and Dragons to to enjoy this movie. Um, it is it is enough Dungeons and Dragons that is not a bog standard fantasy, which was one of my fears. It you know Hollywood. I mean, unless yeah. it's Jackson working on Loader, Hollywood really doesn't know what the fuck to do with high fantasy. The these guys. I keep saying these guys because I can't remember their names, but these guys, they, they nailed it. They nailed it. Because it does, uh, it, with fantasy lately, it does seem like they just took some standard script off the shelf and yeah. slapped a, Dude, slapped they, a character they group on it. They look at Conan. Mm-hmm. They look at Willow. Mm-hmm. They look at Arthurian uh, shit, and they go, okay, we know what to do. No, you don't. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. There's so much more to do with it, and and I'm not even knocking like you know Conan the Barbarian or Excalibur, which was fucking fantastic. I did read that uh, Borman had actually had a proposal to do Lord of the Rings in the 70s. Live action? Yes, and he didn't get it. Good. Hmm. So he did Excalibur, but somebody. Got to look at the Borman script. I want to look at the Borman script. Oh yeah, dude. Was you, there you, disco involved? You want to hear? <laughs> you want to hear about Frodo fucking Galadriel during the mirror scene in Lothlorien? Is, are, you're not making that up? Is I that real? Am not making you up. Get the fuck <laughs> wow. out of here! I want to. <laughs> they they said reading this script, it's like, oh, a lot of this shit made it into the Excalibur movie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Borman had a few liberties planned. Apparently, yikes! I, I wonder. I wonder apparently. why his proposal fell through. <laughs> so D and D, go see it. Oh, speaking of of uh, like evil yeah. stuff, I found the name of that game I was talking about earlier. Oh you shit! Just sit there and make yes or no's. It's called Reigns. R E I. That's uh, really different than what you said. GNS. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just deal with it. It's from 2016. The strategy game. You can get it pretty much anywhere, and you just sit there and you make yes or no choices. Uh, you you're, the, you're the game? king. Uh, you, you you swipe left or right on a card, depicting an advisor to accept or reject their suggestion. And each choice has a changes the balance of four pillars. What's that sound like? It sounds like King's Dilemma. And the reign ends when one of the four metric bars becomes full or empty. 
That sounds like Kingdom's Dilemma. It sounds like Kingdom's Dilemma. It's it's a great little game. You should probably buy it. Reigns. Reigns. Not yes. the bullshit he said before. Reigns. No, <laughs> ignore anything I said before. Reigns. Now the I want to go back and because I don't remember what he <laughs> but said. But I also did play another game and I com- I played it completely, completely in like three days. It's a short game oh. and I got, it's on Xbox Game Pass. It's from 20, 2018. Uh, Moonlighter. It's an action RPG. I love Moonlighter. You played Moonlighter? Yes. I beat the shit out of that game. I've played it and it's a add-on. Oh, I didn't get to play the add-on yet. Oh, I love this game. It's a it's a roguelite. You know, you go in, the dungeon's different every time, but and you go in and you fight monsters and you gain treasure and you come back to town, just like many other games. Except this one, to sell your shit... You gotta open a shop, and you gotta price everything just right. Ah, you can stop thieves. That's the, the hook. The, the Torgo hook. It's the Torgo hook. I was gonna say. It's now economy. I know why yeah, Todd liked it. Good. And you gotta craft a better weapon and buy potions and get the shit to put the potions <laughs> oh, together. God, I just—I normally don't get into this sort of thing. I just got sucked into it. Jesus Christ! I just want to kill monsters. It in my head. And I don't know what it is. This disturbs me on a level that you do not understand. <laughs> Why? That we share this? Because. <laughs> when did you play it? Like, between this last episode and this one. Because I did not know he was doing this, and three days ago I restarted playing Moonlighter. That's creepy. Wow. Dun, dun, That's fucking you know, disturbing. Well, it was on Xbox Game Pass. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. I like pixel shit. I shall download that. And, and I saw it on Game Pass, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. Fire up my uh, PlayStation 4 because I have the uh, expansion there, so I'll play it there instead. <laughs> oh, Creepy. Jesus Christ. That, this hurts me in a way you cannot understand. I need, I need a bath in bleach Ugh. now, the fact that you're somehow similar. But I do highly recommend it. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, it is. And uh, you don't even have to have if For PlayStation, it's a cheap game. On Steam, it's a cheap game. So it's worth it either way. I, I basically have it now on three consoles. It's great. Now I gotta re-download Reigns because now I'm thinking about it. There's a there's a sequel too. I haven't played that. I'm guessing it's called Reigns too. I or is it called the bullshit you said before? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Ah. Reigns two, Rain harder. (laughs) Reigns with a vengeance. Patrick Boogaloo. Four pillars. Reigns two, Rain delay. Uh, pun. Bring it back. Anyway, that's all I did this week. <laughs> Points. <laughs> uh, War Room Games had their board game slash miniatures auction on Sunday. Oh, shit. And uh, while they were off watching Dungeons and Dragons doing something good for the show, uh, I was there for uh, seven or eight hours. At Holy around. Dude, at shit. least. Didn't it start at like nine? It started at ten. A ten, okay. Go there at nine if you want to drop off stuff that, that oh, very morning. Okay. Um, this has this was the best game auction they've had yet for wow. board, for people who are like me looking for board games. It was a buyer's goddamn market. Yeah, it was insane. One, the amount of board games. Usually, uh, a tenth of the items yeah. they have there yeah. are board games. When I've been there, it's like figures, 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 figures. figures. Maybe a board game, but then more, more figures. Ninety percent. And the board games that they have there are a lot of unknowns that you don't know anything about. You have to look them up as quick as you can to see if it's even worth bidding on. This time, it was a quarter board games. They had so many. And not like bullshit. They had really good, well, fantastic you, games. You yes. had one purchase in there that really raised the hair on my head. They, okay. There was one dude, and bless him, bless him for doing this. He had uh, Twilight Imperium plus expansion, 
uh, he had uh, the Star Trek version of that. Star Trek Ascendancy. Star Trek Ascendancy, which is a, a weird game. Uh, it is Twilight Imperium. If you don't know Twilight Imperium, it is a very long multiplayer uh, space civilization game. Yeah. You, when you play it, expect to be uh, tied up for at about eight hours. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek is the only game that I know that has a player minimum and maximum that is the same number. It is a game for three people and three people only. Wow. You can't play it for two. If you put on expansions, you can add to it. But the base game, only three players can play. No less, no more. And it's like Ascendancy, well, like Twilight Imperium, an eight-hour game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was the brand new Descent, uh, something yeah, in the dark or whatever. That's the one that I was like, holy shit. And the Batman Gotham City Adventures, the entire Kickstarter Pile, which was about five boxes tall and full of minis, I bet, and close to three feet tall. Wow, oh, I know you gravitated toward that. Every one of these games started with a dollar bid. What it was goddamn insane, and they went for low prices. I ended up getting Ascendancy, I yes, got, I got it for 30 bucks. That is a, that's a great deal, it's like a $120 game. Holy yeah. crap, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who got Twilight Imperium? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that one went for about 50. That makes sense. When I first bought Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition, I think I bought it for like 90 or something like that. But that box, I mean, you could sell that game on, by weight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Descendant... Uh, the Descent? Descent? Uh, that one went for... $25. Yeah, that's a wow. that's a 100 plus. I am game. so glad I was not there because Deb would be so mad at me because I have run out of room in my closet of and, board games. And that went to me. <laughs> but, I, but I am glad it went to you. I but it would have been for low prices, Barry. I know, but it, would, it was a great deal. I was building a fortress for myself in front. I yeah. could barely see the guy that was doing the auctioning eventually. It well, was we great. could barely see you at some point it's, on the, yeah. the, the video <laughs> feed. Yeah, uh, yeah it was, and I got a whole bunch of other games, and I won't go into those, but if this is the direction that this auction is headed in, I like it. Uh, it's just getting better and better. You and, got me a Hombra yeah. and Sheriff in Nottingham yeah. for like, what, 20 bucks a pop, right? 20 bucks a pop. Nothing. Well, I've got to do a prior reserve with you and tell you if you see Descent, the second edition, again, for like you know, oh, thirty no, he, bucks. He's, he's gonna buy it and burn it. <laughs> make his worth more. <laughs> He'd burn it in front of Chris. Uh, to be Kay, like, uh, you wanted this? What? Yeah. What? Okay, there was one game I tried to get for you. Uh oh, Barbie Wars Adventures. And Barbie Wars Adventures. I was, <laughs> I, was no, that's out, I was outspent and sad that I was outspent, but it went up surprisingly high. Oh dear. Uh, because I know you like weird role-playing games and weird role-playing game rules. Uh -huh. uh, it was a made Japanese-made role-playing game <laughs> <laughs> that was just so unusual. Was but, it LARP? But I think it went for like $32. That's interesting. But uh, I, I tried to get it for you. It's really funny, too, because JRPG is like an actual computer console game genre, which has been explained to me multiple times, and I still don't quite get it. Made. Why would that go for so much? Wait a minute. 
I just thought of who the audience yeah. is. Yeah. I'm like, you really? You're asking this? Picture <laughs> who you would think would get a Japanese-made role-playing game. That's who bought that one. Yeah. I saw who yep. bought it. That's who well, bought it. God. Did he come in there with a pillow with a girl printed on it? <laughs> nope, but he has three at home, I guarantee. All right. There, it's funny, too, because there are, there are foreign games that have never been translated to English that are very popular in Europe and Japan and elsewhere and it's just like I always want to know what are these games like what are the you know uh, because some of them apparently do get to be very different from what we're used to here and we you know America we have a wide variety of systems and games and stuff like that but that that would have been interesting oh well and yeah. we recently gave to uh, gave the uh, uh, well at least set to give away the Dubak Star uh, Stormtrooper miniature. Uh, again, congratulations, Alexander. Uh, I was able to get some more Star Wars miniatures. Nothing as large as that one, but there'll be some ones that'll be painting up and giving away too. So, because that seemed to be very popular with the uh, Kofi members, uh, star the Star Wars miniatures. So, uh, look for that in the near future, uh, tier three and above. Uh, so, if that's your bag and you're in Vegas, uh, don't miss it. If you can, because goddamn, it's used to be great, and now it's even superior to that. So War Room Games and their friggin' friggin' auction. I love it. Wow. You know what? You know what's really hilarious is uh, Deb was like, "How long has he been there? What the hell?" And it's like, "Well, they can go like eight hours." And she's like, "Yeah, but that was the that was the one post COVID game." And I'm like. I think you're missing how these things go. Yeah, they always go like this. They, yeah, you've said that before. I remember before COVID, you would be there all day. Sure. I sold some stuff off, got 120 in credit, uh, but this one really was a buyer's market. The games that were there, people were there for minis. Uh, there were people there for board games, but man, it was it was easy pickings. Dude, that Twilight Imperium descent. You know, a Star Trek Ascendancy and Descent story is just mind-boggling because yeah. you're literally talking like twenty percent of the uh, of the MSRP. I yeah. think I think the thing that got me the most, uh, if uh, board gamers out there, you might be familiar with Arkham Horror. That's a classic Lovecraftian board yeah. game. Tends to run a little long, about three hour long game. Uh, fairly complex. Uh, they've done multiple editions over the years. Uh, there was one pile. Of pile, 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 of Arkham Horror and every expansion of the first edition. Oh, how much did all that go for? You ready? Yeah, fifteen dollars. Dude, are you kidding? Wow. (laughs) Why didn't you just buy it? I would have paid you for it. I didn't know you were interested. That's awesome. (laughs) See, I said make good decisions. You know, you have a little car. I I thought about giving you (laughs) twelve. Yeah, fuck you. Shit. That that would have been a treasure, right, man. Right, right, I, now, I, I right ass, now. I assumed that was something in your collection. I was like, mm. Steve Biggs never, and no. Andy are right now both having their shitting fiery kittens. <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> shitting fiery kittens. Why did you not buy it? I already own it. What? In fact, I... <laughs> Arkham Horror. All of that? No. I don't, well, what I don't, you I don't, I don't, buy? I don't, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. expansion. What, what, what edition was it? First. Oh, how many editions are there right now? I think they're up to third. That okay. You know what? Never mind, because that's probably why it sold so cheap. Well, there you go. See, still Andy and Steve. 
They yeah. would have been all over. I'm it. not there for the collectability. I'm there for the. I want to play. The Steve, game. I know for sure would have blown you for them. It, it, <laughs> noted. And, <laughs> all right, he's never gonna buy. It. <laughs> here's the thing: I originally had my copy of Arkham Horror to sell in that uh, auction, mm. but then I saw there were four other copies for sale in that auction, so yeah. I pulled it. So, uh, yeah, you dilute the market. Oh yeah. Oh so, my goodness. But. Arkham Horror is a great game, and there yeah. were four copies of that goddamn game. Yeah, yeah. It was spectacular. It is quite the thing when geeks unload, because there there can be there can be gold Only in one. them there hills. No. God damn it, couldn't, Jeff. Couldn't, couldn't <laughs> help myself. Oh, God. And, and, and the other good thing about it is, like, when geeks are getting rid of their stuff, it's usually in pristine yes. condition. Yes, yes. You don't feel like you're buying it at, you know, Goodwill or the Salvation Army. You're buying good quality. It's not like my high secondhand. school edition of Risk, oh, yeah. which with the corners were taped up. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the, the, the uh-huh. boy, oh, boy, were those dice buffed, scuffed, and used. I that's, mean, that's my current copy of Risk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also, I, dude, I got this. The, the fucking uh, infantry divisions were cylindrical. So you even nudge that table, and all your they fall over, and then they start rolling everywhere, and you don't know who the fuck is like. Who the fuck designed it this way? (laughs) What what did you say the condition of the dice were? Buffed, scuffed, and used. Title of your sex tape? Yeah, Mm. yeah, it sets you up. (laughs) You know, I haven't been to a. um, I'll go with that. I'm fine. I, I used to like going to, uh, like, taking a Saturday morning early and going to a bunch of estate sales and garage sales looking for treasure, like, geek treasure. It'll like happen. That, you know? But I think my my problem was at the time I did this, this is like 10, 15 years ago, uh, I would go, unfortunately, to not the best areas of town for these. Mm. And you got to go to the rich areas of town mm. because they'll give away whatever just to get the hell out of their house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I should yeah, 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 that again. Yeah, 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 that's true. People, games. people, if they need some money, it's not going to be quite the uh, not going to be quite the fire sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only other thing I'll bring up is uh, the uh, Kofi members have voted the next Clockwork Torgo film will be Last Action Hero. Oh, I can't it's, believe you haven't seen it. It still kills me you haven't seen that. I, I haven't. But, uh, that, Congratulations, well, Clockwork Torgo people, because you are already doing a service to film history, mm-hmm. filling in the blank spots. I love Last Action Hero. So it, do I. Um, and I... I remember when I saw it in the theaters coming out of it going, I don't understand why everybody is hating this film. And then it suddenly, I realized like they're expecting a regular, normal yes. action back Schwarzenegger then, film. Back then, and they it, were not ready for Schwarzenegger to wink, wink, yes. nudge, nudge about action genre. It is perfect satire. Yes, it is. It is perfect blend of comedy and action. It is a very tremendously underrated film it is and and and, and, and i think and it now, still holds up today yes yeah. and now it is it is appreciated for what it is yeah and it it it, uh, it mean, only took 30 yeah. some odd i mean years. how the fuck can you make it now because schwarzenegger is so much older right but but yeah it 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 was perfect for what it was it just was the wrong time yeah who, who would who and, would and be it, in those schwarzenegger role today oh gee there's <sighs> no one because chris pratt Oh God, no! Uh, exactly. No. I'm, think, I'm thinking Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah, but but he's he's 
I mean, he's not much younger than Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. If you want someone who's uh, 30s or 40s... Jason Statham? That's um, what I'm thinking. Jason Statham. Statham. And Statham has the comedy chops. Yes, he does. Right. He's actually... Man, oh, fucking man. man. Snatch. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw him in. I didn't even know... He he did action and and was you know athletic and shit. I was uh, like, this guy is a good comic actor. I just saw Operation Fortune that he's in, mm-hmm. and oh, he in has that? some comedy moments in it. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's a very underrated film. Just came out recently. Uh, it's a Guy Ritchie film. I mean, come oh, of on, of course he's in it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But but to your point, Statham, and Statham has that. Like some of it's the overt comedy, but sometimes it's that oh, subtle little like dude. you know might he might have just kicked dude, somebody. Dude, he was and a then... total fucking straight man. In yes, snatch. Yes, and he was a maze ball. Absolutely, Richie could do a modern last action hero. I think he as could. Yes, well. yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. either that or McG. <laughs> I've, just twist, twist and that. And you're dead. You're done. You're done. Twist you're dead. <laughs> this side of the table doesn't like you. I loved it. Oh, folks, we need to start a video feed because those faces were precious. I'm taking those to my grave. You're garbage. You're human garbage. <laughs> Both of them, folks. Both of them. You know, it's funny. I, I, I was just thinking about something you Your said. Your white daddy about... smokes. <laughs> Like Schwarzenegger making that film, and it was the wrong time to make the film. But I was also thinking about the fact that if you're going to have Schwarzenegger be your star, and he was the biggest action hero yeah, at yeah, that particular yeah. point in time, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the only time that, you could have done that well, film. It's not. It wasn't the worst time the to idea, make it. Yes, it was the, the worst idea. time for it to come out. Yes, it was the worst time for the audience because they just weren't ready yet. Yeah. Last act, last, they fucking were advertised on the shuttle. Yeah, they were on the shuttle. Yep. When it went up, uh, it was just, it was absolutely huge. And people were, they were just not ready. F- and I don't quite get it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, think, I sort of felt it myself, but I mean, the way see- he makes fun of himself throughout the whole film. Yeah. Let's not spoil and, it for Todd, yeah. even though it's like a 20 year old movie. Oh, that's I'm, true. I'm, I'm using, uh, I know we're blowing it up way big. Way Todd's going to, yeah, Todd's going to hate it. I feel like I've seen it already. <laughs> Todd's going to come out of that just being like, uh, you guys suck at movies. Let's not talk <laughs> it up because, you know, we probably talked up Kroll a little too much for him. Right. Maybe so. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. Little can, bit. We, can, can we do another watch party? Yeah. This, uh, this might be able to be. If, if, be if, you, right, if you, right. you can, let us know because okay. I'm always up for watching it again. It's tough. For a long time, there wasn't a decent uh, release. Yep. That's true. On it. For a long time. Is there a good blue right now? The, uh, I believe I there think is. there is. I think yeah. they finally did it. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. We'll figure it out. But, but yeah, because for a while, oh, dude, it was sort of like uh, some other movies. For a while, it would just pan and scan shit. I mean, it was, they really didn't want to, I think they wanted to forget that movie or something. I don't know. But it is. It it People, if you haven't seen it, go see it because um, the, the market, the audience, this now is uh, is a good audience. Apparently, for there is a decent Blu-ray version and now a decent 4K version. Ah, uh, there you go. And they typically won't even bother with putting a decent 4K version out if it doesn't have an audience. So that's yeah. I yeah I think it's definitely reached. There you go. I think it's gone past that whole cult status because yeah. it did feel like it was a very cult. It was culty at the time yeah. because there were there were a few of us who could. 
you know, could enjoy it anyway. I remember defending that all the time. People yeah. were like, oh man, the movie's so terrible. I'm I like, was lukewarm. No. And then I would but, I would explain why it was brilliant. Yes. And they would be like, Ooh. you're putting too much in Torgo's head about this film. <laughs> well, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. I know. I should I should shut up. I love it. You're going to fuck it up. It's with the candy cigarette that really sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, how many have you had now? Five, I six? I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barry, you are an addict. Shut up. You He's are an addict. addict. Skinny white tubes I in his mouth. I learned it from watching you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, Kay, is there anything else you did this week you want to talk uh, about? I was on a Discord, the Sword and Sorcery Discord, the Whetstone Discord, and somebody had mentioned that uh, Dungeons & Dragons was doing a sneak preview uh, exclusive to Amazon Prime members. And so yeah, I, we just talked about it. Are we doing this again? Yeah. And I looked, yeah, it was great. We saw it. Ah! I, looked, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Where the hell is it? And I was like, oh, Sam's Town. I think I just might. We just did this. So... Then I was like, well, you know what? I should let Barry know. And and this is, I don't know, what was it? Thursday, Wednesday? I forget when it was, but I like, I just uh, call Barry, which I don't do, folks. But Barry's like, whoa, what do you want? You know, that's how he answered his phone. Is this the Jeff version of the earlier story we... Uh, yeah. And I was just like, what are you doing <laughs> Sunday at 2 p.m.? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, is that me? The answer should have been going to the game auction, but he didn't. Yeah, so he he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, I did too. So uh, Deb is happy about. I mentioned it to him, and he's like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on," and he puts me on speakerphone. He's like, "Say it again." (laughs) (laughs) Sneak preview of Dungeons and Dragons movie this Sunday at two p.m. and uh, you know you hear the echoey. And so then we tried to get seats, and I'm like looking at the seat chart, and Barry's like, "Well, get the seat. Why don't? Where is it? And then you can." And I'm like, "You know what? You get the seats, and tell me where we're sitting." <laughs> and you know, Sam's Town. Well, he's like, "Yeah, well, it's at Sam's Town. It's like here, here, here. Scroll down." And I'm like, "Oh, you scroll down? Shit." He's like, "Yeah, do that sometimes." So there were a whole bunch of theaters actually, but. Uh, <laughs> He's like Sam's Town is close. I'm like, all right, make sure you're strapped. This is a this is a wonderful yarn you're spinning yeah. right here. This is a great story. I'm it's got doing, protagonists. There's, I'm a, there's, doing, a, there's an arc. It's all yes, it's great. Yeah, and great. And a, and a, How's and a, the parking? And a very very fun antagonist that I'm sure the audience will love to hate. So <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the story of the making of. Yeah. So yeah, I got that all set up. You know. It, it, a little later is like should uh, uh I won't go into oh that. Oh my part. god! But anyway, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god, dude! And then we and then we ate at TGI Fridays afterward and That's talked what we'll about do. the movie. You poor bastards. Yes, no, TGI. No, I like that dude, glaze. dude. One the I, singular sensation. One. Oh, oh, can we? Yeah. Can, can, no one uh, benefit to watching back. a movie at uh, <laughs> Sam's Town. You go in and show your ticket to TGI Fridays. You get a buy one get one free. That's uh, nice. I just I, I had a really bad experience with that Fridays the last time I went there. So oh. it's I'm glad that you had a good experience because <laughs> the number of bad experiences with that particular location and then it's not just me. 
But yeah, that's I okay. Had a really bad. Nope. I I ate experience. of it and shit it out with no issues. So <laughs> that's well. That's my no bad one experience. wants to know what happened to it after. <laughs> was was not digestive related. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> An antagonist. The audience will love to hate, folks. <laughs> was you so, actually, actually in this, at this story? Yes. <laughs> God. So anyway, yeah, and uh, you know that was basically. I had a screwy. I, my work job was crazy because I was given proofing to do for this project we had. And I ended up doing editing and rewriting and reformatting and oh. all sorts of shit because uh, it was nowhere near. It was not proof ready. And so I'm doing the job I'm not supposed to be doing, and that was crazy. And it was in the middle of all that when I came across the news. So I was like, oh, boy, I'm going to be so happy to get you, away from life. Did you just prequel the prequel yeah. with the most mundane shit yeah, ever? I did. Now You're I, killing me, man. I got this job way back in November. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to mail. Mail, mail, we've got mail. That's all you get for free. First there were dinosaurs, <laughs> but they got too fat and they turned into oil. <laughs> oh, oh my god, dude. In 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 oh yeah. I got a bit of email I want to read to you. I think it deserves a response. Uh, Dear Geek Shock, I was just reading a Reddit thread about the new John Wick movie. Seeing lots of comments like, John Wick 5, just kill me already, and such, and having a good laugh. (laughs) Then I saw someone say, by the time we get John Wick 6, time that comes around, he's going to be fighting God. And that got me thinking, what if there's a John Wick preacher crossover? While on his journey to defeat the high table, John pairs up with Jesse Custer on his quest to make God answer for abandoning the world. Throw in Jesse's badass girlfriend, Tulip, who's probably just as good with a gun as John is, if not better, and the nigh-unkillable Irish punk vampire Cassidy, plus the power of the word of God. Now that's a show for red light, green light. What do y'all think? Uh, what kind of hijinks would the gang get, get up to of their adventures, especially with the saint of killers and the grail on their tail? Might be such a fun idea to me because I just finished second and third reading through of Preacher, but it still sounds like a lot of fun to me. Second and third. Wow. Right? That's, that's a good series. Yeah. I love, love all y'all and everything that you do. Fuck you in the face, Country Scoop. And uh, interesting idea, Country Scoop. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, but I, I think I want to open it up to a bigger question. That's a great mashup. Uh, so what mashups would you guys like to see? What two genres, what two specific titles come together to make a even better movie? Mad Max and X-Men. I love it. Uh, How green, would that work? Green light. It, it It's an atomic holocaust, so all the atom bombs make mutants. Uh, okay. And, and then you have... Supercar chases with awesome powers. Yes. That works for there me. There you go. I dig it. I, I, I choose uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and the Waltons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> T- talk, talk me through this, please. That's oh. terribly apropos, oh. sadly. It's, oh, it's, it's so wonderful. Just the, the wonderful purity of the Waltons absolutely destroyed by their dreams. Can the family hold together while their nightmares invade them? <laughs> and you know if that doesn't work for you, I will take eight is enough as a second. Oh, that is fine. Yeah. That is fine. But I'd be voting for Freddy. <laughs> In fact, throw Freddy into basically any seventies or early eighties sitcom slash drama. Freddy's uh, Fre- Fre- Freddy in Dallas. I'll take that. Falcon Crest, sure. Dynasty. Sure. Yes. Heart to heart. Yeah. Moonlighting. 
Quincy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hill Street Blues. We'll take it all. Wow. Not Golden Girls. A line must be drawn. I don't know. I don't that know. Could I, be fun. I, I a line just, must be drawn. I was just about to propose Golden Girls and Zack and Miri make a porno. <laughs> I like you less every day. <laughs> I do think they'd make a good candy man. <laughs> I got a good one brewing, but uh, Jeff, what do you got? <laughs> uh, I realized that could be taken wrong. I was racking my brain on this one earlier, and it just like, I, I kept thinking of like, oh, that'd be good. No, that would suck. And I'm like, oh, no, that'd be good. No, that would suck. Throw it out anyway. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? Let us decide if it'll suck. Golden Girls, uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. It can't it's suck not worse like, than that. Yeah, that's not like my strongest lead. Uh, one of the ones that popped Second in my strongest. brain that just was, I'm like, that's just dumb, was uh, Doctor Who and Back to the Future. Uh, that would actually be a fun thing. Dude, I, that would actually... I could see Boom Studios doing a comic book series. Yeah, there. really. Those two running into each other. Yeah, exactly. In the the doctor gets a the doc gets a hold of the DeLorean. Inside of DeLorean's bigger than, uh, you know, outside. Right. <laughs> it parks the DeLorean in the box. And Doc would be the only one that would understand the dimensional engineering part of, like, when he walked in, he's like, of course it's bigger on the inside, that, you know, that, that kind of thing. That was actually a good idea. Do they... <laughs> In Doctor Who, do they change the future? I don't ever see them changing the future. Uh, they do, um, but there are also fixed points in time that can't be changed, and it does kind of seem like that is an aspect of Back to the Future uh, trilogy as well, is that there are certain things that can't be changed. I don't know that that's true. Well, it's funny, because I've... I, 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 now, I'm not a Who head, but... Hoo-ha. A hoo-ha. Charlie. But I've watched Doctor Who, and I've never, ever seen any kind of, oh, we can't, you know, blank, because that'll change things. It's, it's, no. I've never seen him be concerned um, about the butterfly effect. Yeah, there's only a couple of times they brought up the, the fixed points in time. There are yeah. certain things that can't be changed. Which, like, it, which is funny, because it seems to be like an American thing. Like, yeah. you, you make a time travel story, you have to talk about going in the past and shitting yourself and panicking over changing something. And it seems like some other, uh, the genre and some other cultures, it's just, eh, just fucking go. Yeah, let's save Lincoln. Yeah, let's kill Hitler as a baby. What are you waiting for? Get moving, you know. We've just seen a lot more time travel movies, and we know that time travel's fucking <laughs> dangerous. We shouldn't goddamn do it. That's right, Americans know better. <laughs> I got it. Glee and Scream. That is a ah, that is made in heaven, right? Gleam. There. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Because it would basically be a scream musical. Yeah. That's uh, the, you know that's uh, actually brilliant. Of course you I go with a musical. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I have three. Oh, okay. Three. Oh, okay. I like this. Strap in for this one. Strap on. Uh, three amigos. Uh huh. And Sicario. Oh, no. fun! <laughs> so much fun! So much fun! Oh yes! Please, yeah. And let's and, just see uh, what the three amigos would do with all that. Okay, the cartel just can't kill them because they keep lucking into not getting shot. They or do whatever. a little song and dance and yeah. dodge out of the way of their many go. bullets. Yeah, I think Benicio del Toro can sing. Hold on, hold on. Maybe second one. Uh, 
the Three Amigos. Oh, what? Okay. Oh, God. Here we go. And Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Okay. Yes. Yes. Once. Uh, uh, yes. 100%. Technically, you could stretch that out to all three of the of the movies. Absolutely could. Yeah. Yeah. But I like Once Upon a Time in Mexico because you got eyeless Johnny Depp. I'm Something not, I'm happens. This. Yeah. And then for my final one, <clears throat> the Three Amigos <laughs> and Dust Till Dawn. Please, yes, oh my please. God. I want the oh, three amigos fighting that's vampires. Line. That's what they did all this time. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. We stabbed the vampire in the heart. You didn't stab the vampire in the heart. Both of us stabbed the vampire in the heart. Why didn't you stab the vampire in the heart? It was in the instructions. It writes itself, people. Wow, <laughs> wow. That is good. I, I like this. I have to admit, it's pretty good. And now I feel my West Side Story and The Warriors is kind of lame. Oh, no. I think no. it's wonderful. No. 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 No musicals. No musicals. Stop singing. Stop wanting Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Stop singing. Stop wanting singing. Stop singing. I can't wait to hear the song, Can You Dig It? <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? No. Oh, wow. Barry sang. No, it's no, fun I didn't. When it <laughs> it's very infectious. <laughs> the, ba- the baseball furies sing the song "Pennant Race." It's gonna be great. Nice. <laughs> the baseball furies aren't supposed to talk. That they will. They won't. They will oh, sing. And the 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 one the one girl. No, 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 Barry. Character, she comes down. She's like whatever Lola wants. Ah. The, the baseball the furies Absolutely. don't speak. They only sing and only when it's appropriate. There you go, yeah. I really hate this fucking movie. (laughs) Red light. Red light. Blinding red light. There's three of us to you. You've been outvoted. Hey, dude, I I tolerated your Three Amigos trilogy. It was an amazing trilogy. (laughs) It was an amazing trilogy. It was up there with Lord of the Rings. I have to admit, some kind of Three Amigos Dust Till Dawn riff. I love it. I'd fucking... That would just be so. Just imagine bizarre. Dust Till Dawn, and they 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 zoom in on that temple in the end. I'm not spoiling it for anybody, and you see like a hat hanging on the wall. <laughs> Maybe Dusty Bottoms turned into a vampire, and oh, yeah, uh, Ned Needlander had to kill him. That way, we can get Chevy Chase out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to deal with that real quick? Yeah. Oh yeah. Can you bring Selena Gomez in just yep. to, and have that tie-in with the uh, Only Murders in the Building? Oh, yeah. That, that She's good. Thing. She's got comedy chops. Selena. She really does. She can sing, too. Yep. I I've this. heard that. Let's do it. Unfortunately, there's going to be a little singing because of the Three Amigos. <laughs> which is the only acceptable singing <laughs> What do you mean, unfortunately? <laughs> the yeah. only acceptable singing. <laughs> Thank you, Country Scoop, for inspiring this. This, uh, this tickled my brain. I love it. Hey, hey, Shock Monkeys, Kofi members, Shock Monkeys Lair, if you got some ideas for some great mashups, throw them up. I want to know them, too. So, before we continue on, uh, we have two things we need to do. First oh, off, boy. we're going to give away a little something, all right? It's something inspired by last week's show, all right? We know what it is. You don't, but you're going to love it. And um, This is going to go to Kofi members, Tier 2 and above. Uh, we've already got the, uh, the twisty thingy out, and... Uh, <laughs> Twisty. It's a twisty, twisty, thing, twisty bingo Courtesy cage. of the Yi Feng Toys Factory. Yes. If only I had my phone. Why did you take my phone? Well, I have your phone. You gave me your phone. <laughs> no, I was just I was just pointing to a list. <laughs> okay, 
This is the no, list. No, we gotta no, no. You, you are untrustworthy. You have. It's true. You have been Listen, proven to be untrustworthy. It's in my left hand. My thumb has not touched the screen. Yeah, I, I don't care. Yet. I and will reach over. I will come over this board, I motherfucker. Love how, I love how Barry surrenders his phone so easily. And <laughs> no, then he's like, what the, the fuck did I do? I, I put the phone in front of him. I pointed to something about the list that we're going to draw from. And then he takes the phone and. Puts it on the other side of the recording well, board. It's like Somebody regrets has to. sex. He wakes up the next morning. He's like, oh, my God, what I do? I want so desperately to trust this man for five minutes with my phone. Now he's touching things. Now stop touching things. You're not trustworthy. I want so desperately to trust. Oh, the Barry. codependency. Barry. Jeffrey. You have chosen poorly. <laughs> oh, man. And then I melt. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Let's give some shit away. Hey, I need a song. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? It doesn't work without a song. I li- I'll I give listened, you a song. I listened, last week I listened to last week's show. All right, here you go. The song for the spinning. This song makes me cry. The song for the spinning. No, it's terrible. for you. Oh, God, please make it stop. Okay, it stopped, and now you get to look at the list. <laughs> oh, that's fairly appropriate. Leon Mick. Uh, Leon Mick, congratulations wow. on winning this week's crazy weird prize uh, that hurt I think, me i think you're gonna like it i'm hurt i think you're gonna like it a lot I'm hurt so i bad. think you're gonna like it more than that song uh, Woo! that was terrible shit <laughs> now we do have a part two for what's going in my mouth uh last week we had quite a f- few goodies that we uh shared amongst ourselves but jeff was oh, unable no. to partake oh in poor this. jeff and jeff doesn't listen to the show wait what there's this whole show that we do he you know did listen. probably listen I did listen. He did. Oh, listen. you did listen to this, and you're still uh, voluntarily eating this. I never get. I never volunteer for anything. It just always <laughs> seems right. to happen at so, some so, point. So, so, so those who've listened to last week's show, if you haven't, go do that right now and then come back. Uh, so, uh, I want Barry. I want you to choose two of those cotton candy oh flavors, my God. and I want Jeff to try. It, uh, now that he's heard the show, he knows what they are. So, I want yes. him to uh, identify ah. the flavors. Oh, so Jeff, I don't get to know what no, I'm tasting. Exactly. That's, and that's, I want you to guess. That's even worse. I want you to guess what flavor you are tasting uh. in this. So uh, Barry's going to choose two of, I believe, five weird cotton candy flavors. And we won't know until after you guess, then Barry will reveal what it is if you are right. Oh, my God. So uh, Barry has made his first selection. Uh, Jeff, go ahead and pull a little bit of cotton candy out of that thing. Go ahead and take a monster piece. Just a big old friggin' no, face that, peeling enough. piece. Take a, little, take a little more than that. Yeah, that's uh, that's barely a touch. All right, all right, that's that's good. You get the taste right. from that. So, okay, so put on your taster, Jeff. I need you to identify that flavor. Not that face says it's not good. That face says it's something terrible. I can't identify anything. It almost tastes like uh, like hot sauce there for a second, but then it faded. So, what is your guess now that you know what the flavors are because you listened last I'm week? I'm gonna say buffalo wings. He obviously didn't listen last week. Yeah, I clearly didn't listen last week. Uh, it is chili pepper. It is close. Okay. So at least you identified you, the hot. Yeah. You got there, yeah. All yeah. right. All so, right. So zero out of one. I'll admit I don't remember all the flavors from last week. I think so. we're all aware of that. Okay. <laughs> let's try Let's try this one. All right. There's flavor number two. Oh my there you God. go. Take a little. I don't like the color already. <laughs> well, this it, it goes back and forth on this. Yeah. Both of us agree with that. All right. What do you think? 
What do you think the flavor is? I don't know. It has a weird fruity flavor to it. Fruity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why bite? I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, have another bite, Jeff. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> well, you get fruity out of it. That'll when, help. When the sweet kicks in, it masks whatever the first initial flavor is. That is true. <laughs> and so very few of these compliment or something. Yeah, I like that it went back in for another, though. That's uh, yeah, yeah. speaks Jeff. highly. highly it's Jeff. Yeah, good, good He's man. very scientific. He goes big or he goes big. We're gonna need a. We're gonna need an answer, Jeff. <laughs> I can't. I can't identify this one. At this all. is for the toaster oven. <laughs> yeah, this one. I the, once the sweet kicks in, I can't identify anything. Like it's like for like a split second, it tastes almost like butter, and then it goes in a completely different direction. We're gonna need an answer, Jeff. Is butter your final answer? <laughs> sure, I'm gonna go with butter. <laughs> I, I I literally don't know. Well, as Glumly said in his letter to us, here's something that hopefully will be a gateway to celery. <laughs> ah. Wow. Yeah, I would have, I would not have gotten celery out of that All one. All really. these flavors are yours. You except did. celery. Attempt no tastings there. <laughs> you didn't uh you didn't get the hint of celery no, salt? Not at all. <laughs> like I'm I'm not kidding, not yeah, at no. all. No, I Jeff, I can totally believe you. <laughs> Trust me, I am not shocked. <laughs> oh, so, Jeff, thank you for playing that. Sure. Aww. Is that it? It, it was, it was Glumly that sent that? It was Glumly. Glumly, thanks once again for sending that to us. And if you have a What's Going In My Mouth to send to us, our P.O. Box is on our website on Kofi members. It's on the announcements page. And you, too, can play the What's Going In My Mouth home game by raiding someone's fridge who hasn't been home for six months. Ah, uh, yes. That's gross. Don't do that. <laughs> It's yeah, illegal. Don't do that. Don't yeah, do really. That. Just want to put that out we there. We need to we, put we, a legal not, disclaimer. Yeah, we're not endorsing that. We do not at all. endorse that you eat old eggs. No, it's. Oh, we endorse that, but we don't endorse you eating someone else's old eggs. Yeah, that that green on the cheese is not avocado. It might be. It's do you want yeah, really. Don't, 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 In don't some cultures, it's blue. You know, is I'll tell you what as... stays good for six months: candy cigarettes. Nah. Does it though? That is that the that same beef as gelatin. Like not eating anything that's in the refrigerator if you get an Airbnb. Is that the kind of the same thing as the Yeah, I never even abandoned? thought about that. Why would anyone leave anything in the fridge in an Airbnb? It's an it's a good question, but uh, I have read some interesting stories about B and B Airbnb experiences and people leaving food in the refrigerator and then you not knowing how long it's been in there. Is it is one of those? Eat that, that's things. on you. Yeah. That's yeah. on you. I've been guilty of leaving like a jar of mustard in there because I don't want to take it home. Ah, but well, you hmm. Hmm. even then mystery mustard. Yeah, mystery mustard. Green mustard? No. Barry left Green a whole mustard. bunch of mystery stuff in my refrigerator that I still haven't figured out what half of it is. <laughs> and I paid him to leave half of that in there. <laughs> in fact, sometimes I'm just like, nope, just gonna clean that bottle and put it in the recycle. I don't know. <laughs> Can't help you. Uh, like Jeff's refrigerator, news you don't give a shit about. Ah, oh. boo. Yay. <laughs> boo. Uh, this one actually is a, I care about this, but it's in that kind of bullshit news uh, that, that oh. encompasses this category sometimes. Okay. Uh, over the past year, uh, YouTuber Gerard the Completionist Kali spent $22,791 and uncountable hours Purchasing and downloading every single game on the Wii U and 3DS eShop ahead of the shutdown of these two services later this month. Uh, 
According to video game historians, this could also be the only legal path to preserving any of these games in years to come. Really? Uh, last year, Nintendo announced that it would be shutting down the Wii U and 3DS eShops on March 27th, 2023, just as it had shut down the original Wii Shop channel back in 2019. You'll still be able to download any games you previously purchased uh, through these stores for the foreseeable future, but if you want to make any additions to your digital library after that point, you're out of luck. Uh, the completionist had ridiculous roadblocks that stood in the way of purchasing these games as an end user. The digital stores no longer accept credit cards, so you have to buy physical e-shop cards from retail stores. Retail stores have security measures in place to keep you from buying thousands of dollars worth of gift cards. Uh, Nintendo will only let you keep a balance of $250 on your account, so you have to slowly redeem those cards one by one. Uh, the Wii U will only let you keep a certain number of games installed at a time, regardless of storage space available. And on and on the list goes. So Khalil intends to donate these consoles and storage devices to the Video Game History Foundation, and the group already has plans, or at least hopes, for how to turn it into a legally accessible video game library. The elephant in the room, of course, is that all these games have already been quote-unquote preserved and made available to anyone who wants to access them illegally. In the minds of players who don't care about breaking the law, the talk of losing games is silly. Uh, preservation is effectively a solved issue, since no secret that all these games are already already illegally available. And no sympathy for the parent corporation. Yeah. Well, that line of thinking becomes an issue for historians who are making efforts to see that gaining access to these games is no longer illegal. Uh, the VGHF and other groups are gunning to build an online library that would let you legally check out digital games to play online, but game industry lobbyists are pushing hard against that idea, despite the fact that libraries already allow checkouts of other media types like books and films. The VGHF is aiming to change the law so that, it, that lending libraries for these digital games can go public. But even if the organization successfully changes the law so they can lend digital games, copyright holders still pitch a fit if the games in the library are obtained through legal means. As Lewin explains of the VGHF, the specific problems that Gerard's quest here solves is that when these laws change, they'll need some legally bulletproof, cleanly obtained ROMs to start from, unquote. Ah, okay. Again, uh, History Foundation is spending its time lobbying for a legal change that would allow them to create a public video game library. And the only reason it even has the possibility of doing so, including digital 3DS and Wii U games, as part of that library is because a YouTuber spent over $20,000 and a year of effort to archive all these titles before legal access to them was killed off. Yeah. First, I thought, wow, what a weirdo. And now I'm thinking, that that is a hero right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, even though they're, you know, Wii U games. Sure, fine. but they are still, still games. a comprehensive video game yeah. library that yeah. would be lost. Yeah. Except for the legal stuff. Now, there there is a way that these would not have been lost, that is, if they were all on physical media. There is that. But there well, are plenty even... of games out there that are only digital. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even then, you still run into roadblocks on with physical media. Like, uh, I remember in college, there was a book I needed that the publisher didn't print anymore. So it was out of print for quite a while, and the local library didn't have it. They were able to find a copy of it, but it still took like almost a month 
to get that copy of that book over to our library so that I could uh, get the information that I need. Oh, no, I'm not arguing against digitizing all of it. Yeah, by all means. I'm just saying if the ROMs wouldn't be lost if they had digi- if they had physical media for all of them in the first place. Right. And and it just it's and it's sad too when you have stuff that's out of print and the publisher or the person that owns the publishing rights won't print any new but they also won't allow you to basically get it anyway other than if you scour libraries and stuff mm. if you're if it's you're talking in physical media. So yeah, there just there needs to be some kind of way to address that. If it's no longer available at all, there needs to be some kind of way that you can obtain it, obtain it legally. Yeah, especially if the publisher or the person that owns the publishing rights is being stubborn about letting you, you know, say make photocopies of an existing um, print copy for your own use. Sure. So I I don't know. And if you go back far enough, there especially yeah. in computer games. Oh yeah, yeah. You have well, you, there's a term for it if you haven't heard it, abandonware. Yep. Where these companies like uh, Synapse yep. or you know uh, game companies that were big at one point but failed out, and those games are no longer available, but no longer really owned. Yeah. Um, Interplay is one that comes to mind. They don't really put a lot of that stuff out. But I know the license has changed hands a few times since the company, quote-unquote, shut down. Uh, a lot of the assets were bought by other publishers, but then they just sit on it. They don't really do much with it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I want them to re-release the 1983 Bill Budge pinball construction set. I had that. I, I, that was not awful. I played the shit out of that on the Commodore 64. Yeah. And when will they ever remake that? Right. Did one that an EA title? Indeed it was. Yeah. Sir. Indeed it was. So Sierra an... they could bring that back. Yeah. Sierra's another publisher. It's like what happened to all of their assets? Sierra Online, yes, yeah. a Broderbund, so, Broderbund. So yeah, that's what another happens one. if uh, EA sits on it like they have and they don't do anything with it. Uh, Mail order yeah. monsters, adventure construction set. All these old EA games. The only old EA game I know that they've re-released is Bard's Tale. Yeah. As far as the original assets. We know how much you like Bard's. That's a great game. Yeah. News <laughs> you don't give a shit about. A couple of years ago, it was announced that the hardcore and disturbing VHS franchise Faces of Death was going to be adapted into a feature film. The project is moving forward with Stranger Things actor uh, Dacre Montgomery and Euphoria actress uh, Barbie Ferreria set to star. Legendary Pictures is producing the reimagining of Faces of Death franchise with uh, Issa Maze and Daniel Goldhaber set to write and direct. The new film is set to revolve around, quote, a female moderator of a YouTube-like website whose job is to weed out offensive and violent content who herself is recovering from serious trauma that stumbles across a group that is recreating the murders from the original film. But in the story, primed for a digital age and online misinformation, the question faced is, are the murders real or fake, unquote. The original cult movie was released in 1978. It was meant to be a faux documentary. It had, quote, the conceit of a pathologist exploring gruesome ways to die via footage purportedly culled from around the world. In the reality, most of the death scenes were staged and faked, uh, but no matter, the movie had its producer's desired effect. 
outrage, revulsion, banning, and of course, money-making that hit that spawned sequels and imitators. Uh, the original movies was movie was written and directed by John Allen Schwartz, and he used multiple pseudonyms to, for several crew jobs on the movie. <laughs> the film series spawned several sequels. It went all the way up to Faces of Death 6. Wow. That was released in 1996. Wow. So they're... It's hard to call this a reboot of Faces of Death because this one, they're putting a storyline. If you haven't seen Faces of Death, good on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably a reimagining then. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's it. the best word I can come up. It, with. it was if you watched it, it was supposedly real actual deaths caught on camera, and uh, and there actually were like two scenes that were real. There was the senator that shot himself in the in the head on live TV once upon a time that oh, was yeah. on there. Uh, but uh, but either way, it was everyone who rented that was positive. Yeah. It was real. When I was, uh, when a friend of mine showed me it, he was like, yeah, this is, they got some really, really gruesome stuff. My experience was whenever we go to the video store, there was always those Faces of Death movies, and I always wanted to rent them, but my mom would never let that fly. Come on. Um, But there was always that kid in the neighborhood, that sketchy kid. (laughs) Yep. You know, the first one to smoke. The, you know, the first one to get in trouble at school anytime. The first one to ride his big brother's motorcycle up the thing where he shouldn't have rode it and broke his leg. That kid. You know the one? Oh, yeah. And yeah, he his had... name was Barry. No. No. <laughs> that was the kid. There was another kid. He was worse than me. And uh, if you I can picture it. I hard to believe. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> and he's the one who had faces of death. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So you went to his house and saw it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like going to his house because the carpet was never quite clean. You know, mm. it was always sketch. Was it crunchy when you stepped on it? A little bit. Now that I remember it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everyone had that friend in the eighties. Yeah. So. Seventy that shag carpet that crunched under your feet, and you're like, I will not be taking my shoes off. And at you your never house. really saw his parents. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Sketch kid. Yeah. Well, well, he's the one who introduces you to faces of death. Mm. And it wasn't entertaining. As, no, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. It wasn't. It was no. nothing. It was nothing like it was made it out to be. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. We can geek. Hey. Woohoo! All right. Wow. Negative, Nancy. <laughs> Cheer up, emo kid. James Gunn is officially set to helm Superman Legacy, which will reboot the franchise again and usher in a new phase of DC film, Chapter One: Gods and Monsters. Gunn shared a series of tweets, quote, Yes, I am directing Superman Legacy to be released July 11th, 2025. It's been a long road to this point. I was offered Superman years ago. I initially said no because I didn't have a way in that felt unique and fun and emotional that gave Superman the dignity he deserved. Then, a bit, uh, a bit less than a year ago, I saw a way in with many ways centering around Superman's heritage, how both his aristocratic Kryptonian parents and his Kansas former parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. So I chose to finally take on writing the script. But the long and the short is, I love the script, and I'm incredibly excited as we begin this journey, unquote. It was previously revealed that the film story focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. It's explained that, quote, he is the embodiment of truth, justice in the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks kindness as old fashioned, unquote. And again, comes out July 11th, 2025. So officially gun taking the helm of this. I just hope they they skip the origin story thing, because I think I think at this point. 
every time they do a movie and they got to start with the origin story, I think that actually hurts the character going forward. I agree. I like what they did with Batman with the yes. Affleck Batman. Yeah. It's like, okay, just jump right it. in. It's freaking Batman. Wonderful. Yep. Exactly. Even with the new Batman, the, uh, mm-hmm. what's his face? Yeah. Robert uh, Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. he's already. It's basically it's Batman year two. He's already been doing it for a little over a year, yeah. and you know who, who do they keep repeating these origin stories for? I seriously don't know. I mean, I think a lot of it is they want to do their own spin on the origin story. I get that, but I but don't. No, no, I totally agree because I think part of it is they do their own spin, mm-hmm. and you're it's the origin. So yeah. you're kind of setting a few things in concrete about the character, which can make sequels moving forward difficult, especially if you rotate through directors. I mean, like, look at look at Burton's Batman. Right. Right? And, and it's like everybody in, in the succeeding movies with Val Kilmer, with George Clooney, you always, well... We've already done the origin, but we gotta we gotta throw in our little twists, right, on the origin and what they're dealing. And it's like just, just, just stop. Well, I mean, even just stop. Yeah, even Burton only did it through flashbacks, and I, yeah. I think that's predominantly yes. what they did in the, the and sequel that, films. And, and that so. was what. And those are good points, but they still they still want to play with right. shit. Even though it's like, oh, come well, on, you guys. know, yeah. Now that you bring it up, they did do that in uh, with Affleck's Batman too. They had the flashbacks of, you know, the funeral and then the falling in the. But that I I think but that it didn't take half the movie. Yeah, and yeah, I think, no, it was quick and and to the point. I think that that those things I I feel they kind of added, um, perspective or something. Uh, maybe, maybe it was just. Yeah. Well, I think they added that because of the whole Martha thing. Well, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. They they had to do that. Yeah. They wrote, I told, they wrote themselves into that corner. Yeah. By the way, I I mentioned that right. I read the Oliver Stone Conan the Barbarian script. Yeah, that. Yes. And 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 Conan's yeah. mom, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with filmmakers? And Mart, well, Martha's the. Why did you say that name? The comics, but still. Now I want to read a comic, Martha the Barbarian. Yeah, really. I think it's they're just, just fans of the Vineyard. Jesus Christ, it's crazy. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, no. So, wouldn't it be great? I can hardly wait till they do that. When are they gonna? Well, uh, do we? Consider- Dude, that whole sentence was a, was a <laughs> stroke. Just that was constantly happening. I wanna, I wanna run that back a couple times. Well, you know, hey, well, but yeah, I, er, uh, er, er, you know, okay, fine. Was that's that's Commander K T-shirt? That's, yeah. that's that's everything on the T-shirt. That's it. Right? Just yeah. this whole word. Well, I um, oh, er, uh, yeah. yeah, but there you go. But okay, fine. So maybe if, but I don't know. Well, Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Oh, she, a proper noun in here. Okay. She shows up. <laughs> <laughs> she shows up in the in the movie, but we don't get her origin until later. Her own movie. I, I don't know. It's the, the Wonder, origins are Wonder Woman. I don't mind, right? But, but how many fucking Batman movies are there? Have, have to, we have to have it sure. over and over again? Well, I, and I just but even with the newer heroes, eventually let's just stop. Just put them in media res. Do year one. Do year two. Haven't been doing it for a while. And, and you know, because one of the things I hate is this whole, you know, you have to have personal tragedy 
to have a moral base and want to go out and do things and help people. It's like, no, you don't. If anything, I mean, Superman sort of has that tragedy, right? Because his parents sent him away. But in a in the way, with the way uh, the Kents raised him, he does what he does because it's the right thing to do. It's not because he's plagued by some fucking trauma. There's no great sh- weight on his fucking shoulder. It's the right thing to do. He has the power to do something about it, so he's going to do something about it. And this whole, no, no, Well, no. until Jonathan dies, and then there's your great tragedy that, well, that forces him to go, okay, well, I couldn't save him, but maybe I can save everyone else. Well, yeah. And that's... I, 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 heroes and villains don't require some great tragedy. I, no, I, I agree. No. And I, I agree that and, that's and, and, not And Hollywood necessary. is really just... Because it's not just the superhero genre. Right? Every action hero. Yeah. There's got to be something that crawled up his ass when he was a kid. I don't necessarily think that's because they need that for to show their powers. I think it's to make them more human and more relatable. Oh, well, it's also, I think it's a a very easy, it's an easy vehicle. Yes. It's it's lazy writing. That's what it is, is that it's easy. I mean, it's like, Jesus, Todd. You know, you've had a human life, right? But seriously, every time you do something nice and help someone, it's it's you have a trauma Doesn't in the back often. of your head going, be nice, be nice, you got it, you know? Or are you just fucking being nice? No one accuses me of that. <laughs> I do not accuse him of that. It's just, it, 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 I think the whole relatable thing gets to me because I really do think there is something of a message of... You know, there's you you don't do right unless, you know, there's some terrible thing driving you along. And it's like, no, you do right because it's right. Yeah. For fuck's sakes. Stop. Stop with the whole you have to justify why they're being a good person. It's you very, don't have to justify being a good person. It's a very religious thing. If you think about it. It really is. Yeah. It? Yeah. How Catholic. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I, well, yeah, it, once again, back to the Penn Jillette thing. I, I do all the murdering and raping I've ever wanted to do, which is to say, none. Yep. And if you're the type of person who has that kind of thing hanging over you, and that's why you're not doing that shit, I'm not sure I want to know you. And, it, you know, and it's, I just, sometimes people do nice, you know, I mean, not every fucking fireman how many fucking firemen have a fireman tragedy in their past? Yeah, two. There were two. <laughs> you know, these are people who are dedicating their lives to helping other people. And, and God, there's... You know, you know what? Some fucking uh, Hollywood writers need to talk to these people and actually ask them, why I, are you doing this I know this for shit? a fact it's lazy writing with the tragedy because I have DM'd a lot over the last 30 years. Uh, mm. Not this last mm. year, mm. but yeah, every character backstory. Yes. I swear. Okay, so tragic accident. Da, 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 yeah. Da. Where do people get that as the easiest thing to grab onto? Now, keep in mind these are not professional writers, but it's the first idea people get for it's, their backstory. It's br- it's just baked into the fucking culture of storytelling. Yeah. yeah, I'm going out and doing heroic things. Because of tragedy, as opposed. How did that get imprinted yeah. on the zeitgeist? I don't like yeah. it. Well, I think it's just because it, it was originally developed as a foundational part of the hero's journey. Hero's journey, but does it have to be through shit? Can it be through the suburbs? I mean, <laughs> we blame Joseph Campbell. You can, 
theoretically do the hero's journey by skipping anything tragic. You could just say there's some kind of event that happens that you have an already good person that says, hey, I need to, yes, I need to well, go do this. I want to see whole... the raised right. I want to see the Batman right. that instead of them going to the movies that day, they went to, I don't know, the, the, the circus or something, you know, and saw the Graysons and they were performing and they, uh, they didn't fall off the high wire and shit. And now everything was fine. And then Batman went to 4-H. Right. And what about his dad was a doctor? So his uh, at some point he goes with his dad to the emergency it. room <laughs> and he sees these people who have suffered tragedies and yeah. and, from tragedies. and he's like, okay, but I'm going to do something about it. Tragedy, isn't but, it? but but that's witnessing tragedy. It's, it's, it's the not same a kind personal of thing. experience. It's yeah, it's you not know? personal tragedy. It's just witnessing exactly. tragedy. And he's raised right. His dad was a doctor. What do doctors do? When Charge a lot of money. Complete. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wait. <laughs> um, they help people. You know. I mean, that's it right there. Batman's dad helped people. Well, depending same, on depending yeah. on which version you read. The same now. thing with villains. Um, Why do they gotta have some crazy big tragedy behind a villain? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, look. Given the circumstance, and and. Unfortunately for some of the laws we have, I would totally be a supervillain in some cases. You're not far <laughs> off. No, I what would. What do you mean in some cases? You know, the laws and society tend to prevent me from doing some of the things I, I really want to do to some people. not Kirsten's good person. I was going to say, wow. But, you know, I don't have some Doors great locked. tragedy in my life. You know, strangely enough, wait a minute, I don't uh -oh. actually know who my parents are. There you go. Well, I was friend. adopted. So I could yes. be from I could be from super but, villain but, but your parents did a good job with you. You no, yeah, fucking they're... devoted to your mom for God's sake. I want to put an asterisk on that sentence. Big asterisk. Because <laughs> I, I you know, I mean, my mom would, uh, was uh, wacky and it it was actually kind of a toxic relationship. Oh, don't get me wrong. She drives me up a fucking wall. Yeah. But you know what? I had a normal suburban Yeah. Su suburban suburban childhood. Suburban. Suburban. Yeah, so I like I suburbian. Say, I had a pretty <laughs> normal life growing up. Other, th I mean, because first real Jeff, you're a broken was, man. We know. Well, I was just saying, I was already an adult, so all of my motivations would have been established at that point when my first real tragedies sure, kind of kicked in. Sure. So yeah, all the bad shit that's going on in my head, I know who I am. Um, that's all from me. I'm not a product of whatever you know. Nice childhood shit that i had which was very you, good you're so. a product of all the bad decisions you've made since then so, yeah <laughs> i'll accept that so is this a nature or nurture thing yeah, exactly uh, and i think i just maybe I, it's just internal uh, i don't know i don't uh, know uh, all right what makes Florida i different? mean i mean batman the the whole tragedy with the fan uh, that's that's iconic that's got to be there because yeah. th there's stuff about that. But not everybody has to have it. Stop making And your statement about backstories is so true. And it's so it's funny, tiring. too, when people come to the table with their first-level character and they already have this big-ass history of what they've been through and what they've done. And, and you know, a lot of DMs on YouTube making character things will be like, just be Joe Blow from the farm who's looking you, to fucking... Every time I make a character from playing in someone else's game, like, oh, yeah, my brother, he's alive. You know, he makes pies. Yeah. That's it. Would, would you say probably the closest to what you're talking about might be, and granted there's different versions of origin story for her, but Wonder Woman 
doesn't have a huge like tragedy in her right. background, yeah. depending on which version. And she goes to help humanity because and it's the right goodness, thing to Bigelow do. And thank goodness Bigelow was handling that. Because yeah. you could have seen somebody just trying to fuck that up. Does Hal Jordan have a big backstory thing? They try, but Like he yeah. was kind of a failed right. test no, pilot he, or something? He wasn't a failed test. He was great. Originally, it depends on which version you read, but right. yeah. Originally, just... <laughs> the ring chose him. Aben Sir sent, you know, get me a substitute. And the ring chose Jordan because Jordan is a test pilot who isn't afraid. Which a lot of people kind of like laugh about, but actually it is it is actually a, possible a, to have no fear. It's actually a genetic thing, and yeah. Jordan has no fear, and he 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 can go and he can do stuff, and and there you go. And then a, they tried to introduce the alcoholism thing, and yeah, they did all that shit later on, which I understand, you know. Which what? and a lot of, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, a lot of a lot of the older heroes, they they actually. You know, not all of them had that. The tragedy might be what made him a hero, like Flash. Yeah. Right? Whether it's Jay Garrick or Barry Allen, there was a scientific accident and yeah. there's this power Something, now. Yeah. But now I'm going to be a hero and I'm going to do nice things because I was raised right. I, I think that's one of the reasons why I like Ms. Marvel so much. Mm-hmm. The, the comic and the TV show. Yeah. It's, it's an yeah. origin story of someone who just wants to be do, a good do superhero. nice things. Loves yes. superheroes and wants to be one. There you or go. Or Invincible. You know, Kirkman does a great job with Invincible. Yeah. Raised right, wants to be a superhero. I mean, there's, right. even though there's his father, there's stuff. Well, shit. Yeah, raised there's right stuff. by a piece of shit. Yeah. It, it, you, that's a good point because I think he does a nice deconstruction there. Because oh, yeah. he, he wants to be a, 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 Omni-Man's whole plan for him kind of fucking falls apart because he actually ended up kind of being raised right. Kirkman does a great job deconstructing heroes and villains in that. Yes. For, there's all kinds of well, levels and, of Well, and genre too. in general, like what he did with Walking Dead. Yeah. And he, he did a, a quick thingy with a character called the Destroyer in Marvel, the original Destroyer, oh. which is sort of like a, almost like a, a Captain American analog, a mm. dude who becomes a kind of slightly superpowered. He's really just more or less like an exceptional athletic human being. He dons the costume, and he fights the Nazis behind the lines in Germany. Kirkman plays with that in this four-issue limited series where the guy's getting old, and he's getting ready to die, but he's got a lot of loose ends with villains, and he wants to get them tied up because his identity's out. He doesn't want his kids, you know. So Kirkman works through that in the usual Kirkman fashion. Yeah. So anyway, so just go that? out and do good stuff because it's a good reason. God damn you, people. Yeah. <laughs> Be better. Flarg. <laughs> no. Well, let's not push it. Yeah. <laughs> let's not ask too much of the world. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Directors Daniel Scheinhart and D Daniel Kwan are currently working on Lucasfilm's upcoming series, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which is being developed by Spider-Man franchise director John Watts. They will direct at least one episode. The Star Wars show has been described as, quote, a galactic version of classic Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the 80s, unquote. The story will follow four... I, I, Kirsten is cringing right now. The story will follow four young kids from a tiny little planet, and they end up getting lost in the Star Wars galaxy and embark on a journey to find their way back home. Caravan of Courage. The film was pitched... It's Star Trek Prodigy in the Star Wars universe. The, f <laughs> the, the, the film was pitched to Lucasfilm as Goonies in Star Wars. Unquote. <laughs> 
Oh, per- poor Kirsten is Why? dying over there. Why? Here's the part that turns it around. Watts also explained that while the series stars for kids, quote, it's not a kid's show, unquote. The adventure oh, they're th- going to have tragedy. The adventure they find uh, themselves on is said to be an intense and dark one. Uh, Jude Law stars in the series, and it's been reported that his character is, quote, a teacher, and the show is like a field trip into and out of the known Star Wars universe, unquote. And the project is set in the same timeline as The Mandalorian and Ahsoka. All right. <sighs> well, it's more Star Wars. So. Yeah, it's Star Wars. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, of I'll course. poo-poo it if I don't like it, but... I'm going to... This sounds like it was made for me. Weep tears of blood. Why, is there singing? Yeah, really? That could make it better. Glee Wars. Ewoks. Ooh. I want Ewoks singing and dancing. Wait, I got yep, that. Yum, yum, I got that in the movie. Eat up. I want more yep. of it. They didn't have any of that in Caravan and Courage. No. <laughs> nope. No. They had Wilford Brimley. That's they two did. episodes and in he, a row you brought up. And he Caravan and Courage. And he didn't sing. Wow. And he didn't talk about diabetes either. Yeah, really. He did not. When your sugar's really low and you're feeling gonna blow diabetes. Diabetes. On a side note, I really am liking where they're going with Mandalorian this season. Oh yeah. So I haven't watched like, it yet. I'm, I'm I'm that and Picard has me every week I'm like I can't I get done with the episode. I'm like, why do I have to wait in a whole another fucking week for this yeah. next episode? You really want to binge it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I I that's the other thing geeky thing I did. I caught up on Picard and that was like Woohoo! That's cool. My wife and I, uh, my our neighbor loaned us the full collection of Sons of Anarchy, and so we've started that journey now. Ooh! So we have finished the first two seasons of it. You're going to enjoy. It. It's rough to watch sometimes. Uh, I, I can see that it already is, and but we're really enjoying it. However. It does have that issue that Mary that you have with shows of people keeping information from people for long times, and yes. that's what causes more problems. That makes me so. Uh. So, in fact, that almost became so bad in season two that we almost quit watching it because it was so frustrating. Yeah, it's 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 a lot, but it turned around. It was better, but uh, have been enjoying it. Just throwing that out there and juggling, <laughs> throwing and pens at his pen. face. I, I have this weird clumsy, uh, clumsy acrobat thing in my life. <laughs> Where I will knock shit off anywhere and then catch it in the most spectacular fashion. It's a weird superpower. I don't get it. But uh, I in have case it. you're so uh, you're so in love with it, uh, the at the end of the was it seven seasons, I yeah. think it is. Uh, I watched the Mayans. Eh, Not so much because we were considering if we like it going down that road. It's interesting. I don't know if I love it. Okay. Um, I think maybe I should just I, if I were hot on the heels of. Sons of Anarchy, I would have, I would have really liked it a little better. Okay, but I, it was Sons of Anarchy was cold when that came on, so I, maybe I didn't get into it as much. Not long ago, Doctor Who showrunner Russell T. Davies teased that there would be more Doctor Who spinoff shows coming, and now we've learned details of one that is currently in development. The first of the new spinoffs will put a focus on the military research organization unit which has appeared in various times in the franchise since 1968. The series will star Gemma Redgrave as Kate Stewart, who has appeared in 10 episodes of Doctor Who since 2012. The spinoff will focus on Stewart running the organization. Davis is also hoping to build the Doctor Who franchise up in a way that Marvel has done with the cinematic universe. 
He previously attempted to do it when he rebooted Doctor Who in 2005 with spinoffs of Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Chronicles. He previously explained, quote, I was in the middle of running an empire, and my God, I did that too soon, didn't I? T- ten years too soon, didn't I? He continued saying, there should be a Doctor Who channel now. You look at those Disney announcements of all those new Star Wars and Marvel shows, you think, we should be sitting here announcing the Nyssa Adventures or the return of Donna Noble, and you should have the 10th and 11th Doctors get together in a 10-part series. Genuinely. You laugh, but did Star Trek fans ever think they'd be getting a Captain Pike series? Ever? That's insane. The whole science fiction world is so creative and so money-making right now, I think your wildest dreams can come true. Unquote. I love that quote. It's a good point. So it's a, if you have, if you got enough lore, and you you get creative with it. I mean, the big problem with a lot of the spinoffs is when they're just trying to repeat what they're doing. But one of the cool things with a, what a lot of people have been doing is not that. So, you know, if if anything, it's the big criticism of a lot of spinoffs. It's nothing like the thing it was spun off of. Well, that's kind of the point. That's actually yeah. a good good yeah, thing, is, it dude. It is a good thing, yeah. So, it needs to have its own identity. And yeah, I mean, when I hear hoo-hahs talk about fucking Doctor Who. Hoo-hahs. I like that. hoo yeah. When I hear people talk about that show, it's that. You're, you're earlobe deep in lore. There's a lot. There is, there is a so lot. There's only one, the only one problematic thing is that it's all centered around one character. Doctor, whereas Star Wars is not all, I mean, technically centered around Luke Skywalker, but there's a lot of other well, stuff there's room supporting for, it. There's room for expansion. Yeah, there's if room you, for expansion with Doctor Who, but it, it's very centralized. They're going to have to really fight against that. Well, now, yeah. they tried it with, with Torchwood. We watched Torchwood a lot, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. I watched then it they made that movie, and it, it didn't make any fucking sense. What, the... Uh, the that was Meryl Streep and no, the yeah, nuclear yeah. power plant. <laughs> yeah, that no. was <laughs> that was what, what? Silkwood. Silkwood. Oh, Dude. oh. oops. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's my mistake. No, no, Torchwood. <laughs> they did a movie, <laughs> like a like a series of of yeah, a reboot series. No, what the hell was it? Yeah, it was called uh, Witches just, of Eastwick. It, it's it was like really mini shut movies. up. Mini, yeah, it was like little mini movies, mini series. Mm-hmm. Mackay Pfeiffer <laughs> was in it, and then I, it was weird. But but I mean, especially. Especially Doctor Team Ups, those limited series Doctor Team Ups he mentioned, gold. That that there would be gold. I mean, there's enough people who've been the Doctor who loved it and would be willing to do it, and uh, uh, even I'm interested. Uh, uh, I don't. I'm. They don't want ag- you to be the Doctor. Once again, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because I'm you know American. But once again, yeah, that's the reason. I don't watch a lot of Who. But, but the the whole thing with the five doc, the war, the war doctor, yeah, all that the, shit. The fiftieth anniversary, yeah. Oh, um, that you know, there are a lot. Tennant and Smith hadn't performed together as their versions of the Doctor on screen before, but had really amazing chemistry in that fiftieth oh, yeah. anniversary yeah. special. And yeah. John Hurt. And with John Hurt, oh, absolutely. John Hurt, how are you? And go Hurt wrong? was so excited to play that character sure. too. Sure. And you know, tragically passes away. Like basically, that's the last on screen. Even the ninth Doctor is really good. Mm -hmm. I love the ninth Doctor. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it it. I think that's a great idea. uh, He's right. So, and I'm not like I said, I'm not a hoo ha. So, yeah, you are. (laughs) 
There's a little hoo ha in all of us. <laughs> well, we're all looking for a little hoo ha in our life. We've been in some hoo ha. Damon Lindelof, guy who did uh, The Leftovers, Watchmen, uh, was hired by Lucasfilm several months ago to develop a new Star Wars film project with co-writer Justin Britt Gibson and director Charmaine Obeyad Chinoy. Uh, she, wow. She was the one Good that job. Did, thank you very much. She's the one that did Ms. Marvel. Uh, oh, okay. Well, uh, he and Britt Gibson are no longer part of the project. Uh, Above the Line reports that only days after Lindelof and Britt Gibson turned in a draft of the script back in February, they parted ways with the project. <laughs> That's a good sign. Hated uh, that much. Huh? The report goes on to say that Lucasfilm already has a new writer on board, but no information on who that is. Uh, production on the film is scheduled to start shooting in February 2024, ahead of the film's planned release of December 19th, 2025, and Charmaine obiad is still attached to direct it. All we know about the stories that Lindelof was de- that he was developing was that it was set after Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, but it was not a direct continuation of the Skywalker saga. That plan was to make a standalone film that could expand over the course of several other films, and there are characters from the sequel trilogy that could show up, but that was not confirmed. So, so it sounds like they took one look at the script and said, "This is a pile of garbage. Get out of my office." It's very possible, or well, who, who really knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's the sad thing. Or maybe they were just like, this is a great one with like men being heroes and women, you know, baking cookies in the blue kitchen with the milk. And then, and and, and they were like, no, we can't do this. Not woke enough. Or, I know, it could just sucked. I don't know. (laughs) Wow, I'm surprised the man baby didn't blame Kathleen Kennedy on that one. I think that's just a given. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. She, she, she probably she was all set to kill him, and he escaped. Good for you, Lindelof. <laughs> you run, run where you can. Ah! He's going off to Netflix to make his own Star Wars, like a, like the DC guy. Yeah. <laughs> the DC guy. <laughs> his name escapes me right now. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> Justice League. Arrowverse. Oh, Justice League. Is it Snyder? Yeah, Snyder. Snyder. Wow. Yeah, Snyder made that pitch to uh, Star Wars, yeah. and they didn't accept his pitch, so he decided to take his pitch to Netflix and make his own sci-fi epic. Yeah. Well, you know what? You file off enough serial numbers, you oh, can yeah. do it. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. He's, I mean, He's made, trying to make this a, like a whole, its own universe thing. Ooh. And I hope he's successful at You'd it. You'd be shocked I, at I the number more. of films that are made on scripts that were basically nothing... Oh, like, like the Die Hard films. You well, know? Die Hard yeah, 3, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, there, we've had that discussion before. Yep. Yeah. Plenty of movies that like have been shoehorned into, sh- a, into a franchise. Yeah. Yes, yeah. A few of the later Hellraiser films were that. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Die Hard 2, that's based on a uh, book called 58 Minutes, and it's a completely different book. It has There's no uh, connection to, uh, oh, what's the one that... Uh, Sinatra was in uh, Ocean's Eleven. Nakatomi Tower, Boom Boom. The the book that the book that he did a film yeah. that was based on that was connected to Die oh, Hard. Uh, 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 Cannibal Run Two. <laughs> not helping. Uh, We're not here to help. Quite it, the opposite. It was it was three Sicarios. <laughs> My three Sicarios. What's your Sicario? Write to us, comments at geekshockpodcast.com. 
Jeff's like, I'm going to find this in goddamn Google before well, he I shuts know the down the episode. I'm going to tell you all about it. The first Arr! film is Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick <laughs> Thorpe, but I can't think of the character name because they changed the character name. For it was, a one, of the, was it one of the Road 2 films? Clay no. McJohn. <laughs> Mac John. Mac John. Max John. Yeah. John anyway. Max. Yeah. What are you even? Max Payne. That was a Max Payne movie. That's what go. it was. Oh, Max, that was crap. Max Ammo. Great American hero. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. With special guest star, <laughs> Vlar. We'll talk Squiz? to you. Squiz? Squiz. Squiz. You, you know what? That's your name now. You're not Vlar You're Squiz. <laughs> Squiz. Why don't you just take the with credit? With Dr. Vlar. No, 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 I don't want it. That's, that's Big's credit. Oh. I just took Big's well, credit there. Why are you, you trying to did? smooth things over between him and Deb? Yeah, yeah. Well, our brand is built on I their mean, tension. I don't really care, but, you know. <laughs> dude, I just. This show is going nowhere if Deb is not ready to kill Barry. Darn right. Let's squeeze Barry himself. Squeeze. <laughs> Fuck you. Squeeze. <laughs> Yeah, I love that character name. It's perfect. I'm gonna start taking your guys' name. You look like a squiz. (laughs) 80s Vlarg. It's Master Vlarg. You're you're that character in an 80s movie. Yeah, and that's squiz. Is that the 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 guy with the sweater tied around his neck that's gonna kick your ass at the ski competition? It's more of a dirty ducky kind of thing. (laughs) Fuck you. The, wow. the guy going into the Supreme Court confirmation <laughs> hearing, and he talks about drinking beer with squiz, drinking whiskey. Yeah, well, of course. It's whiskey and doing mushrooms with squiz. That's how I'm going to describe Barry from now on as Dirty Ducky. <laughs> God. <laughs> Dirty Ducky and squiz. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a bad morning show. <laughs> Dirty Ducky and the Squiz. Coming to you on the new now. All morning. The Squiz or Squiz? Hmm. Uh, well, if it's a radio show, it's got to be The Squiz. Okay. The Squiz. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, because I, I like Squiz. It's just. He looks like a Squiz. I'm, you know what? Your mom looks like a Squiz. You know what, dude? It, I'm, uh, never mind. Splurred. Good story. Good story. My D&D games, the NPC goblin who is going to be a, a valuable assistant, Squiz. It's a good name. Yeah. I'm not as good as Splurg. That's why I'm naming my firstborn. (laughs) Squiz? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, Anyway, so yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah, no. So, wouldn't it be great? I can hardly wait till they do that. When are they going to? Well, do we? Uh, Anyway, so yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah, no. So, wouldn't it be great? I can hardly wait till they do that. When are they going to? Well, do we? Uh, Anyway. So yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, no. So, wouldn't it be great? I can hardly wait till they do that. When are they gonna? Well, uh, do we? Uh, anyway. So yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, no. So, wouldn't it be great? I can hardly wait till they do that. When are they gonna? Well, uh, do we? Uh, anyway. So yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, no. So, wouldn't it be great? I can hardly wait till they do that. When are they gonna? Well, uh, do we? Uh, anyway. So yeah, I don't know.